Now, if there's one thing you can be sure of, it's that nothing is more powerful than a young boy's wish. Except an Apache helicopter. An Apache helicopter has machine guns and missiles. It's an unbelievably impressive complement of weaponry. An absolute death machine, Sir Patrick Stewart. Knives, shotguns and knuckle dusters thereupon. This is modern escapism. from like what is what is that from is it from ted is it <laughs> let's go hello and welcome to the show my name is oodles and if i was a weapon i'd be a cheese grater <laughs> joining me today if he was a weapon he'd probably be the humble ak-47 reliable waterproof and common it's stig <laughs> <laughs> if she was a weapon there's no doubt in my mind she'd be Blade's McCurry sword. Feels good in the hand, but if you don't focus, it's going to take your hand off. <laughs> it's candy machine. Feels good in whose hand? <laughs> it all depends. <laughs> and finally, if this specimen was a weapon, he'd be a nuclear-equipped walking battle tank capable of launching a payload from anywhere on the planet. It's Biggie. <laughs> Hello. Well, Metal Gear? Do you not mean, Metal, just mean Gear. Metal Gear Biggie? <laughs> Metal Gear Biggie. <laughs> and there's an episode title. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. Two minutes welcome. in, new record. Welcome to the show. And in our new format for the uh, visual listeners on YouTube, I believe. I don't know how the internet works, but it's getting done. So we're, 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 we're doing video now. If you, if you want to see us <laughs> doing do the video. podcast, you can watch it on YouTube. Gadget may just do something. <laughs> Yeah. Body just into it. Yeah, I'm feeling very that, uh, 36 right now. I just see my <laughs> fucking old face staring back at me. Yeah, me too. Let's just let's just get on with some capitalism. Go on, Stig. Yeah, if you like what we do, uh, we have a Patreon. If you head over to patreon.com forward slash modern escapism, on there you will find the three tiers that we do. First up, for £5 a month, it's modern escapees. For that, you'll get an extended edition of this episode every month, as well as at least one monthly special and any other specials that we do. If you are into Dungeons and Dragons, we do a D&D actual player podcast called Do Dragons Dream of Scott Sheep. And for £5 a month, you will get. Uh, ad free early access of those episodes as well as original artwork created by Candy, any original music and battle maps we create and you also be able to suggest items and NPCs for Gadget to use in the campaign and £7.50, it's the Biggie Bundle and that gets you everything and don't forget, it's plus VOT on those prices, I must specify that <laughs> That's Patreon's yes, fault board these days. Yes don't want to mislead you, lovely listeners. <laughs> yes, we do. I'm joking, we don't. <laughs> if you buy the Biggie Bundle, you get an actual size keyring of me. An actual sized one? <laughs> like six foot. <laughs> six foot two. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get into your car like, with that. With that. <laughs> this is not handy anymore. <laughs> but let's just crack on with the show. This is what we call the Nexus. And um, I think we're going to start with... Biggie, this week. What have you been up to this week, sir? 
Well, um, unfortunately, I was tested uh, positive this week. So, yes, it's absolutely true. I am completely sexual. Um, but on top of that, now official. It's official, folks. I, I want to know what kind of like doctor's practice tests that. Yes, it appears, uh, sir, you are sexual. <laughs> I have a license to drill. Um, but no, it's. Fucking uh... hell. Yeah, unfortunately, I, I haven't been well this week, so um, I've been off isolating. Mm. But in the meantime of slipping in and out of consciousness, I have watched a few things. So I finally got round to watching Moon. It's Can so good. Cool, it's it? excellent film. I've never seen this, and what a great movie that is. It's incredible, isn't it? Sam Rockwell in that is just... Sam Rockwell oh. in most things. Mm. Yes, this is very true. What a great performance in that. Um, when that must have come out, I don't know where I was. I just somehow missed it. You know, people didn't really talk about it. I know a lot of you guys have mentioned it once in a while on here. Mm. Um, yeah, just brilliant. Can't believe I just never saw that. And along with that, I finally watched Death of Stalin. <laughs> finally. Thanks to the recommendation last week. That was awesome. Really, really good. Yes. Very, very It's not funny. exactly what you expect, is it? No, just... and it is so well done as well. And... I'm glad they didn't try and put any Russian voices on. I, I think it works perfectly fine the way they did it. It's brilliant. Just Jason fucking Isaac. <laughs> that first moment when you get that glorious intro when he walks in and he's oh, like, he like swishes his, his cape off and, <laughs> yeah, and, puts, and like pulls his, pulls his tunic down and then he just launches into something as if he's from Leeds. <laughs> so fucking funny. It's so good. Yeah. And they're all brilliant, all brilliant in that. Really fantastic. Uh, also, Watched Don't Look Up. What do really you think? Enjoyed that. Yeah, really, really good. Um, good. I like kind of it. what everybody said. Um, I like what they tried to do. It's serious, but with a bit of fun as well. Um, and it touches on some very good points and a very poignant end to it as well. I just, yeah, really liked it. Really thought it was good. Um, finished Mass Effect 1. Oh, cool, cool. So, what do you think to end with that? I've done it before, but um, oh, I can't really remember it, to be honest. It's been a while. Um, 84 years. But, um, yeah, it's just really, <laughs> really enjoyed playing that again. Um, I like, think it's like the I best said, one story-wise. It's just such a bad play. Yeah. I say mechanically, it's terrible. The combat is weird. Like I mentioned last week, it's just don't feel threatened at all. It's, it's got just, exceptional yeah. world building. It's got the the developments of uh, um, Seren and the Reapers. and so It's just... It just Really good law wise and stuff. It's just so bad to play. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to obviously picking up, uh, picking up, uh, going on to uh, ME2 at some point. Uh, yeah, I want to, I want to play some. Ramps else. up big style on that one. It does, it does. Um, but because I've been playing Mass Effect, the one thing I really wanted to talk about was that I went back to try and catch up where I got to with the Expanse, and uh, oh, I'm on series four on that uh, finished now, so I'm on to series five. Keep and very spoiler light because I'm going to be watching this. Oh, very soon. I'm, I'm not going to talk about the. the Are you not um, caught up, mate? At all. Oh dear! It, I, I'm, just... I'm watching it at all. Oh really? Oh yeah. no! Wow! I still, I still haven't watched the final series for some reason. I wanted. I was waiting for it all to come out. And then I was going to. It's a lot better it. than the, a lot better than the series prior. Yeah, and then I just <laughs> haven't found the time to get it on with all the other stuff I've been watching and playing. So, yeah. yeah, it's really- I was exactly the same, and I loved it when it came out. I, I binged it for series one through to three and then just dropped off it for some reason. 
Um, but because I've been playing Mass Effect, it links in really well with that game. It, feel, <laughs> it feels like it's Mass Effect, the series. Um, it does. Just with fewer aliens. Um, and it's just, yeah, really, really well done series. I, I think the, the money they've invested on it shows on the screen. Um, the cast are pretty good. Um, just really enjoy it. Um, Some in fascinating case, science behind it as well, isn't there? Like yeah, in, in I mean, universe science, like the ships, rather than stops, because you can't break in space, they have to turn around and fire the thrusters to yeah, stop. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just... It's, it's so cool. Really, really good. And the, the blurb from Wikipedia basically has it down as a science fiction TV series based on some novels by James S.A. Corey. Um, the series is set in the future where humanity has colonised the solar system. It follows the desperate band of protagonists um, as they unwittingly unravel and place themselves at the centre of a conspiracy that threatens the system's fragile state of Cold War whilst dealing with existential crises brought forth by the newly discovered alien technology. I mean, that's pretty much bang on. That's what you want in a show, isn't it? Yeah, and it covers so many things, relationships, politics, science, obviously the fear of um, aliens, religion. Every, everything, religion. It's just brilliant, really well acted. And I didn't quite, it's really funny actually, when I first tried to watch it, I couldn't get with the lead character. Um, Holden. Holden just came across like as if I was playing um, Shepard in Mass Effect. It's like this blank He's slate. Barry Default, isn't he? Totally. Amos, it, baby. Yeah, and it just grows. He eventually grows. And actually, think he's a really good choice for the part. I didn't yeah, like him at yeah, first. He does. I he, agree. I think he got a lot better. He, Considering he was the main character, yeah. it took me a few seasons to even remember his name. Mm. It felt like which Thomas weird, Jane was the main character at yes. a, lot of, a lot of it. Totally it? agree. And yeah, Amos mm. is a great character. But Amos, the ships, incredible. Um, the uh, Rossi, the Rossenti. Um, they all look so good. The space, um, the way things, explosions or whatever happens in space, it's just brilliantly done. Um, mm. And like you say, it's got a bit more scientific. Um, so yeah, it's, it's just super really hard sci-fi, isn't it? As well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not you have to concentrate when you're watching that. It's not. There's nothing fantasy about it. No. Yeah, I, I, I had problems like thinking, oh, I'll just watch another episode, and it was lit at night, and you're too lit, and you're drifting off, and I was like, can't, can't watch this because. Yeah. You just yeah. if you don't concentrate, you miss things. It's not yeah. one you can sit there and play on your phone or do other, do other things. Yeah. You kind of just yeah. uh, sit there. It's and not watch it's the not show. daft like um, like on Star Trek and stuff. You're waiting for those little set piece moments. It's not got that. It's no, yeah, it's like you could you could kind of do other things while you're watching Star Trek, couldn't you? Yeah, but you, you yeah. don't think you could with the Expanse. <laughs> no, not a chance. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, if if you're a sci-fi fan and Gadget, I'm really surprised you've not seen it yet. It's right up your street. Well, I know. Because I'll be talking something to do with it in a minute. Okay. <laughs> I, I genuinely, do, do you know when um, when I read your book, Gadget, I thought I think I think he's watched The Expanse, this guy. But oh, I haven't I, seen I, it. I know you haven't. This, I think it's just one of those ingrained sci-fi things where, because yours is quite grounded, your sci-fi tale, and um, yeah, I think sort of. I, I, it's a sort of, yeah, to a degree. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I think you'll 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 garner a lot from this. I think I think you're going to be one of those people that's going to be in, in in discords going, guys, have you seen the Expanse? We're all like, yes, we've all seen it. It's great. <laughs> in, in fact, that's a good point because it's very much like Galactica, where it feels yeah. like a lived-in world. Things look dirty, run down. Galactica's a good good pull for it. Yeah, yeah, they were definitely influenced by how sort of yeah. more realistic that was. Yeah, that's it for me, guys. That's that's action-packed week, and I'm glad to see you on the mend, sir. Hope so. 
So, so, Stig. A couple of things this week. First one I did is downloaded Clone Hero for the PC. Oh, yeah, I've heard about this. So, for whatever reason, I was just thinking about Guitar Hero and Rock Band and thinking and annoyed at myself that I kind of sold it all a few years ago because I thought, oh, actually, now that would have been good for us to play with the kids. They might have enjoyed that. And I had loads of tracks on Rock Band. Anyway, somebody on a, on another Discord uh, pointed me towards Clone Hero. So Clone Hero was developed in 2017 by Ryan Foster and Matthew Sinton, and it is basically Guitar Hero. Yeah, it is nearly identical in the gameplay, um, but it just kind of strips a lot of the crap away from Guitar Hero. So menus are fancy. You don't have all the backdrops like you say. You don't have all like the the crowd and the and the bands and silly anim- animations and that going on but it's it's really good it's like it's ridiculously fast so in and out of the menus with no issues the levels load really quickly there's a whole community online that have just uploaded loads of different tracks similar to how gadget was oh, talking about with beat saber um several months ago when he when he played that that people have made their own tracks and and everything and uploaded them and I have downloaded a few, and I've got about five hundred songs, and there must be thousands upon thousands. Loads of Nickelback on there. there. <laughs> yeah, actually, there's one Nickelback because it's part of the original Guitar Hero um, pack, so that is in there. But yeah, I had a look around, and need you obviously need a guitar for this, and I was having a look around of what guitar could I get because if I get a wireless one, and then have to buy a certain adapter to get it to work, yeah, I just had in my head that it's just going to be a massive faff on and if it doesn't work I'm going to get really annoyed that I've bought this guitar and so I thought oh, I'll look for a wired one USB plug it straight in yeah makes sense those go for like 60 to 70 quid <laughs> really yeah wow. so I was like yeah fuck that I'm not paying that much for for this the game is free by the way a clone hero is absolutely free that you don't have to pay anything you just download zip file, unzip it, double click the icon and you're in the game. Set up your buttons and everything. So obviously I'm not paying any money towards the game. That doesn't matter, but I don't want to be paying 60 or 70 quid for these guitars. Looked on Facebook Marketplace. There's someone selling one locally, a PS2 era one. 20 quid. Mint. Yep. Snap it up. Yep. So I messaged him, have you got this guitar still? Yep. He said, right, I'll come collect it tomorrow. Went on nice. Amazon, bought the PS2 to USB uh, adapter, and within less than 24 hours, rocking away on Clone Hero. <laughs> Which one is it? Is it, is it the uh, black and white um, Fender guitar or the Gibson one? It's the red and black oh, the Gibson G- one. Yeah. SG. One. SG. Yep. Yeah, that's a cool one. It's a cool yeah. one. Yeah. And actually, I was looking at a few videos on which ones is the best ones to get, and that that one is recommended just because yeah. it's wired and there's no issues with having to mess yeah. around with adapters. You get the PS2 to USB adapter, plug it in, and it just treats it like a USB cable. Does the whammy work? No, the whammy doesn't work, unfortunately. <sighs> but everything else does work on it. So Mine broke on my original one anyway. I whamming it too hard. Yeah. <laughs> Easy mistake to make. <laughs> I made sure when I went to pick it up, I made sure to, I got it out of the box and just pressed all the buttons first. I thought, I don't want to get home and find the right sticky, sticky, sticky green. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm breathless been... when I wear them too hard. <laughs> oh, whoa. 
You've got to watch our breath, you so you recovering. Exactly. Very horny biggie. <laughs> down biggie, down. Yeah, so I've just been playing that for last yesterday and today, just messing about on that and having a really good time playing that. Um, I played Guitar Hero because I've still got mine. I played it last year and it still holds up. Mm. It's an incredible little yeah. game and I don't know why it didn't continue to just it, well, it, it, iterate on it. It died because there was like massive oversaturation of it because it was Activision did the every year new version of it, new guitars. Now people got sick of having that, plastic guitars around the house. Then they started doing the DLC packs, which were just far too expensive for what they were. And yeah, and the Beatles yeah. one were good. The Beatles rock band that was really yeah, that was really was psychedelic, really wasn't it? Yeah, that were just videos in, in general. That. The Aerosmith one was not good. The Aerosmith one isn't good because there's four good Aerosmith songs. <laughs> <laughs> Has it worked from a music license perspective? Because they must have lost some of those licenses. Yeah, but they weren't down. A lot of them, apart from the 360 era, they weren't like downloadable titles, were they? Anyway, so they're just no, whatever, so whatever's on the disc. If you uh, download of course, yeah. Guitar Hero one and two tracks, because you can actually just download the full set list from that game. Someone's obviously ripped them from that game. Yeah, and put them on uh, and mapped it all. You end up, um, you do get some of the ones that are covers. Yeah. So the music sounds the same, but you can tell that the singer isn't the. Yeah. I, mm. I, obviously, I I played Freebird today. It's, it's, it's not Leonard Skinner. It's not them. <laughs> yeah, the, I remember the War Pigs one on Guitar Hero Two on the PS2. That was the, the guy that had doing Ozzy's voice. He could not do Ozzy's voice. Yeah. <laughs> Ozzy can't do Ozzy's voice. It was, it was, I put the Incubus it was, one on and it was the same. Yeah, the, the War Pigs one I remember is like a proper nasty generals gathered in their masses. Like that. It was fucking terrible. <laughs> well, Ozzy were in then. I thought Ozzy was in a room for a second. Shut <laughs> up! <laughs> <laughs> but it is like now, and obviously the As Guitar Hero and Rock Band became bigger. Bands obviously licensed out the music, didn't they? And we're like, yeah, fine, you can use our music. I so think it was from Guitar Hero 3, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, yeah. But the um, I, for some reason, Thought I'd play one by Metallica. <laughs> I remember that being very difficult. Yeah, some of it stuff. I was trying to think, thinking of the. And I was like, oh, this isn't too bad. And then I forgot that it kind of goes. Yeah. I was like, oh, God, this. My hand at the end of that I was like, my hand. It's fucking Kirk Hammer. It's not going to be easy. Yeah. So, yeah, I've been enjoying that. It's, it's, it's been really good. So It's funny that you brought that up because I, I was on. I was just um, noodling around on YouTube last night. And um, you, I saw you were playing Clone here because I was like browsing Discord at the time. As my YouTube flicked onto a video by Carl Jobst, I think it is, um, about a, a competitive Clone Hero player who was found cheating. I watched it this. Mm, yes, like, I, I only discovered that um, the Clone Hero existed yesterday from you playing it, and then this video coming on <laughs> at the same time. And he's a fraudster. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fraudster. He's um, speeding up his videos of these like world records he was doing. That happened when back way way back on the uh, PS2 360 era with through, through the fire and the flames. Oh yeah, loads of people um, so, do that. I just so we're doing seat. that, and uh, people forgot. No, people forgot there was that cheat that the game played it for you. So if if you could kind of mimic where your fingers should be, it doesn't look like you're cheating. And oh, there were so many like fake people because you. It's really difficult on expert that song. It's difficult on pretty hard medium. Yeah. Fucking <laughs> solid. I watched a video actually on when I was doing this, it came across that and it's world record attempt through the fire and flames. And it was just like twelve years ago. And yeah. this young lad's got his all his family in there and everything. They're all watching him play it. <laughs> and he breaks the world record and none of them react. 
Because <laughs> they've just sat listening to Dragon Force for seven minutes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they just, they just go in itself like, is torture. Yeah, one, one of I, them I just goes, that. I've got to go now. <laughs> just leave what's on the I'd be more concerned about, like, son, if you put this much hour into a real guitar, you could have a job. <laughs> you know what I mean? You could actually have a career out of this, but instead you put it into plastic guitars. Yeah, Never mind. Fun. I, I, I've enjoyed it. So if you do have any of the, those plastic guitars lying around you don't, and you don't want to sell them or you don't, you've got a bit bored with, or you don't want to set up your 360 or PS2 or whatever, yeah. have a look at Clone Hero. So I only if want anybody, to talk about that if, quickly because I've got some else. Oh, it's fine. If anyone who wants to buy a drum set from Bandero and a guitar from uh, Bandero, just hit me up. 70 quid each. <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> My main thing I did want to talk about was I went to see on Friday night Jackass Forever. Mm. Yes. Please, please, please tell me it's exceptional. I had such a good time with this film. Yes. It, I really want to see it in a cinema with fuller people. And it was pretty packed. There was not a lot of seats left over because I wanted to be in a room of people just laughing, having a good time and laughing. It's been a long time since I've been to see a comedy at the cinema outside of the usual laughs you get from a Marvel film for the little quips and stuff. The last I, comedy I saw in cinema was the other guys, Will Ferrell. Ooh. I genuinely can't think of what the last one I, <laughs> Hang on, I went I to see. Hang I genuinely can't think of it. Could be back far back as that, like Hangover mm. 2 or something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just, cause I just don't think that they there's not been any good comedies, really. Nope. So the last last comedy I can remember seeing at the cinema. I, well, actually, no, Deadpool two was the last comedy I saw at the cinema. Well, if yeah, if, but, but, if, you, if you can't, but, that, the last yeah. one was explicitly called a comedy. It wasn't very funny. It was Burke and Hare. Oh no! Did, oh, no. <laughs> I didn't like you? that film at no, all. It wasn't very funny. It's all right. Oh. Yeah, uh, so Jackass, they're back after about 10 years or so, I think. Uh, yeah, okay. roughly. And was Jackass 3 out? It was out in 2010, so yeah, just Oof. 12 years. Um, uh, they're all extremely middle-aged now, greying, <laughs> wrinkles, uh, feeling the effects of the, the uh, noughties. And um, it's just Jackass again. But it's does something that no film franchise can ever say, and that is that the fourth instalment of their franchise is the best film. Wow, really? is what? it really that good? It's really the best one. And I, I love Jackass Two. I think Jackass Two are best. I think that the introduction of four K cameras and the ability to slow things down and zoom right in on things mm. uh, obviously helps with that because you get the full cringe and. You know, you see the pain, you see them bouncing off the ground in slow motion, in <laughs> glorious 4K, and you collectively in the cinema, everyone's going, oh, like that. And <laughs> I, I, I've lost count the amount of times I've just sat there and went, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> just very quickly, we were in holiday in the Philippines, first time I ever went to the Philippines with my wife, um, a friend and their partner, and we were in a bar, and they obviously got a pirated copy of the original Jackass. And they were playing it in the bar in the background. And we were just sitting there <laughs> looking up at the screen and just like, what the fuck? Just literally must have caught it just after it started. We sat there just pissing ourselves, laughing, going, It's a good job it wasn't that, that, that film watching? that's got the, um, the poo volcano. That's got to be one of the worst <laughs> things I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> but yeah, they're incredible, those guys. Yeah, it's, um, 
that I think they must have either got the go ahead or just they don't give a shit anymore. But there is a lot more cock and balls in this film than there's ever been Wait. in any other jackass. Good. <laughs> How they, gross I, is it? Because I, I'm all for injuries, but um, I don't like the gross stuff. There's, there is not, I think there's one scene of throwing up. There's barely any thing. Oh, actually, there is one really, really gross thing, but I'm not going to mm. spoil it because. But it is fucking incredible. Do they get the cameraman to throw up again as well? That's one of my uh, favorites. Yes, but I think he does it inside his mask. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, they filmed it during the pandemic, so Perfect. they've got masks on. <laughs> That's fucking worse. Yeah, they try to, they, they try to th- make him throw up just by making him throw up noises yeah. and he goes. Yeah, that one when they did where they, where they were drinking that guy's sweat. Yeah, that's the oh, one. No. That one was bleak. Oh, yeah. I, was, I, but, I was much preferred just the flat out silly ones. That, my my favourite one they ever did, I think it was in the first Jackass film, was uh, uh, The High Five. It's a giant hand I on the spring the one. where they walk, walk in the room, just <laughs> yeah. let it go and smack him in the face. So we man walks yeah. under yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is so good, the uh, air horns at the golf club. Ah, that was yeah. pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. But this one, obviously, it has the uh, some of the original Jackass, most of them, uh, minus see, Pete Dunne and Bam Margera, and it has a lot of new people as well, but they just fit right in. You, you don't yeah. look at them and think, oh, come. these new guys trying to copy them. They just get involved and have fun, and they just kind of take the licks, really, and it's so good. Like I'll, I'll start with the, the opening, really. It kind of gets you into the groove of it. Is it's a model city and there's a Godzilla attack on it and it it cuts between uh, a penis dressed up as Godzilla (laughs) all painted green, bouncing around and and then cuts back down to the streets where the rest of the Jackass team kind of doing stunts and as the the city is running away scared so that's kind of where you, (laughs) you know the setup goes from there, that's the big extravagant opener and then it kind of cuts into all your standard gross out stuff and injuries and there's one uh moment where they are in a room they take they take two of them into a room and they show them this rattlesnake put the rattlesnake back in the bucket they bring them back in the room later they, they take the rattlesnake away then they lock the door and turn the lights off and then just start fucking oh, no. with them in this room <laughs> so johnny knoxville's there with these with the night vision goggles on and just fucking with them and they ask they do it to about three or four different pairs of people and each time they're just scared shitless and they're just throwing like fake snakes at them making like rattle snake noises and prodding them with cattle prods oh, and stuff that would fuck me up big time that's so cruel but it gets even better I don't want to spoil what actually happens towards the end of it because there's a nice surprise in there as well that it, which, I was absolutely howling with that to put it this way, I laughed so much watching this film, I had to take painkillers because of my chest when I went to bed that night. <laughs> <laughs> it hurt my chest so much. I got out of the cinema, I was like, my chest hurts. And, my mate, and I was like, well, I don't know why it's, it's not done that in ages. He went, do you think it's from all the laughing? I went, sure what, it might be, because laughing and sneezing and coughing still kind of hurts my chest a yeah. little with that injury. And I, yeah, I had to take painkillers when I got home because it would hurt. It, I'd laughed so much. <laughs> so if you love Jackass, if you've always loved Jackass, I think you'll still enjoy this. I don't think yeah. that the ten years that we've kind of grown up since you'll go, oh, I'm too old for that. I'm not I don't care about that anymore. If I you like some it before, the, you're the gonna like it again still. They did off when they went off on a bit of a tangent, wasn't it as good anyway, I think. That uh, wild much, that pretty much was it. That's all you needed was just them doing that. Mm. Yeah. I liked um, did... Bad Grandpa was it Bad Grandpa? 
Did I he didn't not like that one? at all. Didn't you? No, I thought that no. one was funny. I never, that, I never saw that, it. That fucking show as well. That I hated that Viva Bam. Viva La Bam. Mm. Yeah, he's just so fake. I, did, I, didn't, I don't like. I don't like Bam Majir in general. Never did. No, he was usually it the weakest. It seems like the Desperate Housewives. It was just. Ugh. It was just him torturing his parents. Really. Yeah. yeah. I, quite, I quite like the pranks on his dad. Were quite funny, but yeah, but it seemed fake in that show. It probably was. Oh, but in Viva La Bam, yeah, they were absolutely fake. Yeah, yeah. not not on Jackass when he's going in playing guitar on his face and <laughs> he's asleep. That's pretty good. I will say actually though, um, Steve O looks great. I was gonna. I was. I, he's not on drugs anymore. I saw yeah, considering everything he's been through. He looks. He looks great. I, I saw a clip That's from weird. his podcast because he, he's got the Wild Wild Things podcast or something like that, a Wild Wild one or yeah. something. No, Wild Ride. That's it. Steve O's Wild Ride, and he's been putting clips of the interviews that he does on YouTube, and he's basically just. Touring around a big tour bus, interviewing random celebrities. He was talking, the one I was watching was talking to Frankie Muniz from um, Malcolm in the Middle. Um, is he still alive? Yeah, he's still alive. And it's more surprisingly, so Steve But um, <laughs> that is the big surprise, yeah. I, I remember thinking when I was watching that, going, it's nice that Steve O looks healthy. He's put on a bit of weight. Like, he's got all his teeth. No, it's all false teeth, but he's got a full set of Yeah, them. I know, but he's still <laughs> but got him. He looks really healthy. His voice is absolutely fucked. Like he's, mm. he's, he sounds like he's talking through a cheese grater. He sounded yeah. like that for the last 20 years, though, I think. Yeah, but it's, it's just really nice to see him, like, upbeat and positive and not on every drug under the sun. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, really great to watch it. I think just watching them as old men do it just kind of had a bit of a, had some charm about it. You think in 10 so, years' time we'll get another one? No. <laughs> and the money's no. run out. <laughs> Is he possibly one of the only people in the world that's got a tattoo of themselves on their body? <laughs> I doubt no, it. He's, no, but he's definitely one that's only got a full back piece, probably. Yeah. <laughs> right. I've seen people with themselves on their tattoo. And another one of my personal, and Candy will see that a lot, when they got their own name tattooed on themselves. It's like, what, yeah, in case you forget? I get asked for that quite often as well. <laughs> and then there was Look another down. one from Jackass oh, as well because of Steve-O. Like, people wanted your name. Your name. Yeah. Yeah, I got asked for that a yeah. few times back in the day. Not Maybe funny, me and Gadget it? should yeah. do that so that Oodles can tell which fucking one we are. <laughs> You'd have to have, have, have. But do the wrong a, one deliberately. B on your forehead and G on your forehead. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, excellent, excellent. Let's move on. I'll take I'll take the reins for a second. Um, I've done a few things this week. Um, I finally watched two films that I needed to watch from last year. The first one, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Do you know what I? Fucking cried watching this. Yeah, me too. <laughs> what a lovely, lovely film. I I was so like, I'm gonna hate this. I'm gonna hate this. Straight away, kids are full of charisma. The the great actors. The mum's great. Paul Rudd's great, and he's not overshadowing anything. He's just there. Do you know what I mean? I thought, oh, it's gonna be a Paul Rudd vehicle. This no. And then, this I'm not gonna spoil what happens in the story, but there's some emotional beats in that that just wow. It's it's fan service done spot on in my opinion. Like it's the sequel to the first one, isn't it? Yeah, which is weird. Which <laughs> is yeah, totally I, I, weird. I always liked Ghostbusters too, to be honest. It wasn't as good as the first one, but they no. could have just pretended that it that happened. It's fine. That is canon. <clears throat> just yeah. yeah, it's weird that they kind of just they don't talk about it at all, do they? No, it's like yeah, that never but... never happened at all, which is weird. Yeah, but I think. It's Ivan Reitman's son that did it, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah, Jason, yeah. And and he understood his father's legacy. He really did. And you can see that that film was for his dad. Like, I've done this for you. And 
I'd like to see him do more. I think he could now. We don't need the original Ghostbusters anymore. We've got a new cast of Ghostbusters, haven't we? And um, not so keen on the little kid that's called Podcast, but by the end... Personally offended there. (laughs) By the end, you grow into him a little bit. You know what I mean? You you learn to love him. I I thought he was a good character. I just didn't see the point in what they did. Oh, he's called Podcast. Why? Because he does a podcast. Oh, but he's only got one subscriber. I'm not going to spoil who the subscriber is, but he's got one subscriber. It's just lazy, really. Yeah. It's it's good. I, I thought it's an absolute proper solid like eight out of ten film. It's just really nice. I felt really good. It would have been nice to see it in cinema because it looks quite spectacular on my 4K monitor. But that would have been nice. But the next film I should have seen in cinema, but I didn't. I finally Ooh. watched Dune. Yes. Ooh. Wow. In Dune. So I rent I rented it for four ninety nine on Amazon Prime. <clears throat> How many well, times have you watched it now? <clears throat> uh, four times. Jesus. As a tradition, and I've so liked it, it then. <laughs> I've watched the twice. original. <laughs> I've watched the original once this week as well, just to contrast and compare. <laughs> um, <laughs> you see what he puts himself through for, for you, listeners. Yes. I'm doing this for you guys. Yeah. Denis Villeneuve's Dune is the best book to film adaptation ever put on screen by a massive margin. It's better than um, Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings. Um, it's. I mean, obviously, it's one film, so we can't compare it to a full trilogy that are fantastic as a set piece. But this, and I've I've read Dune a few times. This is absolutely spot on. Yep. I can't really. There's been some artistic license, like let's make the Harkonnens bald instead of red haired. Why not? I like I like I like what he did. Why why not? Do you know what I mean? It doesn't hurt. It's just an artistic vision, isn't it? Um, <clears throat> it just it's so coherent. It. He does the backstory justice. It does the lore and the world building justice because he's got the time to do it. Like, as we all know, we've discussed on this podcast, it's just half of the first book. Well, a little bit more than half, isn't it? Just It, it, it basically covers the first half of the story, though, because the, the, yeah. bit, the, the bit that is yet to be done, the bit that is part two, there is a time jump and there is a lot of shit that is condensed into the rest of the novel, <laughs> yeah. but like that, that last half of the book takes place over about a year, I think. It t- it's quite a long time, yes. that last bit. Yes. There's a lot of things happening yeah. in the second half when it comes, which has been greenlit, thankfully. Um, yeah, I just think it's just exceptional. It's, it's beautiful. It's stunning. The music's intense. The sandworms, even though they're not, they don't look like they're described in the book, they look better than what's described in the book. They, they, they're more prehistoric. They're more godlike. Yeah in a sense, and the gargantuan, do you know what I mean? Um, the desert doesn't look like Hollywood desert. It looks like they went to a real desert. <laughs> well, they did. And, yeah, it's just, it's absolutely stunning. I love the 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 fashion. Um, I love Isaac's beard. It's an epic beard. That's an exceptional. That is, has he grown that himself? Yeah, is that that's beard his beard. Wig? You must have liked you his beard, to- Candy. Oh, I did like the beard. That's one thing I can say for it. They did they, <laughs> took Momoa's thing... beard away, though. That wasn't so good. Oh, that I didn't like that. Yeah, no. I did one to yeah. another away. When he when he turned yeah. up without a beard, I was like, no, I don't like that. <laughs> well, he, 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 he initially turned up with a beard, didn't he? And then he shaved it yeah. off. Um, but yeah, I just I just think it's exceptional. Um, like it spends time with the. Uh, um, uh, Benny Gesserit I, I forgot how you say all these things even though I've read the books and the Gomja Bar and stuff it, it goes into it and it talks about 
the jihad and but it's all like it's these characters know that these things exist so it doesn't beat you over the head yeah do you know what i mean the the, the original film it's just hitting you over the head with these terms, and you're like, "What's happening? Ah, this is. I haven't got time." <laughs> to be fair, the book does, the book hits you over the head with the terms, and then also has appendices oh, yeah, at the does. end. Yes, of course it does. And <laughs> the book, especially the first one, fails to explain the thirty thousand years before this. Yeah, <laughs> what, like it just does, and then you have to read the encyclopedia for that. But yeah, I just think it. I think it's flawless, and I'm. So looking forward to the part two, and I hope he does. I hope he does Messiah as well. He has said he wants Cause, to. Because after Messiah, I think I think the whole saga just falls off a cliff a little bit. He said he wants to do the entire trilogy. Oh. I still haven't got onto the third book. I found Messiah pretty hard work. That it was just yeah. I think it is as well. I forgot a lot of it as well. I had to re remind myself what Children happened. Children of Dune. I mean, that's. I, I did not blast through Messiah like I did with June, which is which is yeah. weird considering it's half the size. <laughs> it's a much, yeah, much yeah, shorter it big. Uh, Children yeah. of Dune is yeah. a that one's weird. That one takes a bit of getting through. That one it's weird, isn't it? <laughs> it's weird. It goes it goes, it goes places you don't expect. Yeah. Messiah is Messiah is not bad. It's not as good as the first book, but it's you know yeah. it's pretty good tale in it. But uh, Children, even I struggle with that one. Yeah, no. It's, it's only it, just been greenlit. When are they expecting the sequel to? We won't see that for another couple of years. No, that. it's next year. Films this summer comes out late next year. Oh, really? Wow, that's, that seems rushed. Wow. No, he's already, he's got he's had all this planned, ready to put it all in place, haven't they? Yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll have had it written for years. The, the all the concept art and all that will have been done. It's just literally getting the sets built and it filmed. Yeah, I wonder how they're going to do Aaliyah. I that, yeah, that's what I want to know. <laughs> It's I think gonna... they'll. She'll be older. Yeah, they have to, don't they? They have to because they're monologues. <laughs> yeah, we do, we, we... a three-year-old can't monologue like that. Uh, we don't want a Twilight baby incident either, do we? Ooh, no, yikes. we don't. No. But yeah, June. Um, if you, if for some reason like me, you you skipped it, just watch it as a piece. You don't have to know the background. You don't have to know like I do because I've and Gadget knows because we, we we're ingrained in that. We like that law. But you don't have to know this. It explains everything perfectly, and I like the fact that I watched it with subtitles as well because there's bits I would have missed. Mm, yeah, there I is wish some I had softly spoken bits, like the softly bit, spoken bits. Yeah, the bit in the tent is quite hard to understand. Yeah, and I rewatched um, it at home. I did turn the subtitles on for that because I, I absolutely recommend cinema. subtitles on that. But the main thing I want to talk about is a, two computer games I finished this week. Um, one about an hour ago. And the other this week, uh, I finished Uncharted Legacy of Thieves Collection on the PS5. What, all four games? Now, five games. No, there's only two of them. There's only two of them on that collection. Oh, is there? Is it, is it, I thought it included yeah. the, the, the first three as well. No, they, no. they, they were already on a, a different collection, weren't they? Mm. Yeah. Drake's collection. So, Drake, Drake's Fortune or something silly. Oh, like, okay, I don't know what Nathan Drake collection, yeah. Uh, this it, it, it basically has um, Uncharted 4. A Thieves' End, I believe it's called, and um, Uncharted Lost Legacy. Now, I'd never really finished these games because when I, when they first came out, especially four, loads of games were coming out. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It was in the PS4's heyday where everything was just coming out, wasn't it? There was just so much; it was hard to like keep track. Like, how many games did that console have by the end of it? Thousands. A lot more than the PS5 does right now. <laughs> yeah, so far. Absolutely, <laughs> mate. Crack it. But yeah, um, 
I was playing this in 120 frames per second. And my God, it's incredible when you're playing it that. I mean, you lose some of that 4K textures, but it's worth it for that fluidity in the movement because the game's gorgeous anyway. It's absolutely stunning. I think, you, I think when you, you pick that option, it's 1080p. But I can live with 1080p. I'm on a little monitor, do you know what I mean? But oh, I don't know if you guys have played Uncharted 4. I have. Yeah, yeah. I can't believe I didn't finish it because I couldn't, I couldn't remember how far I'd got. But when I was blasting through this game this week, I was like, why did I stop? Where did I st- Why would I have stopped playing this? It's an absolute <laughs> romp all the way through it. Yeah, it's great. It doesn't stop. It, it, it conf- I, I thought, oh, I, I see what's happening here. Like, it, it basically brings in a long-lost relative. I said, I know what's going to happen. No, I got it wrong. That's not what happened. And it's just, everything about it is so good. I, I, I forgot the main actor's name that plays Nathan Drake. What's his name? Nolan North. Nolan North. He really, he stepped it up for this game because he doesn't overdo it. Like, I remember um, Uncharted 3, like, he didn't shut up throughout the whole game, <laughs> literally, non-stop. Didn't shut up, picked up a gun, thank you, all that kind of, but on this, <laughs> you can tell he's older and he's more, he's worn out, and there's, there's full hours where he doesn't speak, and it's part of the story, and so it's just, it's fantastic. I thought it could never be topped. And then I played Lost Legacy for the first time, which I believe it was an expansion. I'm not sure how it works. Uh, standalone standalone, yeah, standalone expansion. This is the best Uncharted game ever made. Yeah, do you know what? I haven't played it. Everyone says that. <clears throat> yeah, I need to, it's about, to play it. It's about five, six, seven hours long. Um, quasi, semi-open world. So you can make it as long as you want if you want to collect everything. I collected everything. Um, you play as... Um, um, Chloe from Uncharted 2, the Australian Indian girl, remember her? Aye. Sassy, dark haired, and, and also Nadine, who's from Uncharted 4. So I recommend you play Uncharted 4 first. Um, and it's a follow on of their adventures. It is, it is canonically after Uncharted 4. So there are callbacks to that game. And it's just got the most beautiful locale. It's India, finally, somewhere so. St- Stupidly beautiful, anyway. <laughs> and Indian culture's got incredible architecture as well, hasn't it? Like you've got your Ganesh statues and your Shiva statues. It's just oh, the temples and so it's just so beautiful. So the main like loop of this game is after the initial like um, prologue and stuff, you're just putting this massive Indian vista in this valley, and it's like here's your map. There's five different points you need to go to. Go in any order. Uh, if you want to collect special Secrets you can. If not, just do that. And it, the whole game has more puzzles in this five-hour adventure than the whole saga of Uncharted <laughs> up to this point. And the puzzles in Uncharted are really good, but they always like the one thing I hated about Uncharted Four was, oh, I can tell there's a there's a, a, a fight coming. There's, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's going to be. You can just see there's the like area. load of hooks, grapple hook. Playing it. I'm just like, oh. load of little. Perfectly sized walls for you to hide. Yeah, in yeah. I was like, oh, there's going to be a fight, and the, the the shooting, and that's not. I don't think it's exceptional. It's not. In Uncharted, pretty poor. Did, did, but this game's more. Go on, I was say, does Uncharted Four still have that thing that the first three? Because I haven't played Uncharted Four, but does it still have that thing that the first three games had, where you you walk into this kind of ancient tomb, you see this thing that no one's seen for a thousand years, you solve a puzzle and open the door, and then beyond, beyond the door is a load of soldiers shooting at you. <laughs> no, no, but they, do, but they do make the joke about that. Like, um, it was a slightly immersion like, breaking. 
<laughs> on one of the levels on four, Nathan and, and his brother Sam, they're open. This no one's ever stepped foot in here. And Nathan goes, "Ah, you'd be surprised how many baddies can get behind these un- unbreakable doors." <laughs> there's, a, there's a film coming out called Lost City of D. I saw a trailer for it uh, in the cinema, where that joke, that similar joke's made. Uh, it's Sandra Bullock's character's writing a novel, like kind of an Indiana yeah. Jones style novel, and in that, they, she like the character is lying on the floor in a in a temple full of snakes, and she's yeah. like. Why are the snakes here? Where did they come from? Yeah, where did like, they come why from? are they only attacking the protagonist and not the antagonist and everything? It's like, yeah. And she just like scraps the whole thing. The joke is like, yeah, like, why, how did these snakes survive long enough for you to fall into them like, at the right that moment? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's what I do like about Uncharted 4, not so much the Lost Legacy, Uncharted 4. Nathan Drake quips on how ridiculously absurd his stories were on the prior three games. He's like, He's like, look, I found El Dorado. I found uh, the uh, pillars of something or other. Basically, what Indiana Jones gets up to, and he's still poor. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and it plays on that. And this one's got more of a tale of uh, four. Sorry, four's got more of a tale where he's doing it not for fortune and glory. He's doing it to save something. Um, but yeah, we've we've lost legacy. It, it, I don't know. I don't. It feels like it, it goes back to pulp roots where. This is just two badass girls going on an adventure for something. It is literally in Indiana Jones, you know what I mean? They're after, after the tusk of Ganesh. And it's just, oh, it, I, there's something about it. It's just the puzzles are incredible. Uh, they're enough to make you scratch your head, but not enough to need to Google the answers. It's, it just hits it perfectly. And I don't know, there's something about the, the ending that's going to that's gonna sit with me for a long time because that set piece at the end, it's about an hour and a half set piece and it's just, my, my jaw was on the floor. I'm, obviously, it helps being 120 frames per second, doesn't it? <laughs> and n- not an inch of stutter whatsoever. And the fa- this game's got no loading whatsoever. None of them have got no loading because it's on PS5. You, you, you die and boom, you're back. <laughs> which <laughs> wasn't the case. All of the set pieces throughout Uncharted have been really good. Even the third one, which... A lot of people now, you go like. back and play the first one. It's very difficult to play that first one now. Oh, no, yeah, but the actual set pieces themselves, I thought, were really spot on. Yeah, really like the good. train on two and the aeroplane on three. I yeah. think, I I think Lost, fantastic. Lost Legacy does its set pieces better than all of them leading up to this point. For me, I want to see more of their adventure than Nathan Drake and stuff like that. I think they're exceptional characters. There's a friendship that's blossomed. And it's just, I don't know. I think, I think Uncharted Four is a bit too long. Yeah, I agree. With I think that. it goes on for about three hours too long. Yeah. I was like, "Fucking hell!" I thought I was at the end. I totally nope. agree with that. And I was like, "It's perfect." Like, it's probably closer to eight hours, if anything, to do everything. And I just, I just found it incredible. I don't know if it's to do with location because it's exciting to be in India rather than somewhere where we've always been. Do you know what I mean? Um, it's just. Really, really good. I recommend anyone play, especially the PS5 version. Whew. And if you do own either Lost Legacy or Uncharted 4 on the PS4, you can upgrade to this collection and get both games for a tenner. Nice. So I head down to CX and get a cheap copy. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what you should do. They are exceptional. Um, I, I know some people are saying, because there's three modes, it's um, quality, performance, and performance plus. People are saying playing performance if you still want a bit of um, 
ray tracing, but I just wanted that 120 for eight. Oh, it's so fluid. It's so mm. sensational. And, and, like you can you can scramble up like walls so fast. You know what? You'll pick up your switch and you'll play some something in 30 frames a second, and you'll be and sick. sick. You'll vomit all the time. It's strange what a difference it makes when you actually go back to it because you don't notice it when you're playing it at the time until you've had. 60 or 120 frames per second, yeah. and you go back, and it's just like, oh, this looks just horrific. Yeah, exactly. It's just, I think, I think it's a, it's a true testament to, I. This is going to sound ridiculous now, and people are going to laugh at me. I think Lost Legacy's best Naughty Dog game. Full stop. I think it's better than um, both Last of Us. Ooh, I'll play it. He just did something. He just, he just did bold, something it's a to bold me. claim. It is a bold claim, and and it's nowhere near as long. It's nowhere near as grand, and it's got it hasn't got the themes that those other two games have got and stuff like that. It just did something to me that made me feel like I was playing Indiana Jones because Indiana Jones games aren't good, are they? Remember the Infernal Machine? Ooh, not barely, but yeah, it's just I, I just I just think it's 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 just a super super game, and people I think a lot of people slept on it, but yeah. Are we getting an Indiana Jones game? You're sorry? We get, there's an Indiana Jones game coming out, isn't there? Yep. Yeah. I imagine that. Oh, no, yeah. is there? Yeah, I thought there was. Machine games are making if it doesn't play like If it doesn't play like that, like Lost Legacy, there's no point. Trust me. <laughs> Who's made directing by, uh, that new uh, <clears throat> Indiana Jones game? It's being made by uh, Machine Games, so it's uh, the people who did Wolfenstein. So it's going to be a first-person shooter? I think my boy <laughs> Todd might have something to do with that. Hmm. I think he's directing it, isn't he? Your boyfriend? Yeah. Oh, is he? Husband. It's going to be janky then. Probably. <laughs> the Indiana Jones first person shooter that nobody asked for. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. No, he's first person. <laughs> I'm guessing. It's not going to play like that. I really like Lost Legacy anyway. I don't know if you can tell. Um, it's just really good. Play it. Play it. Uh, moving on to Gadget. Uh, okay, so a few things this week. Um, so, uh, Biggie. I started reading Leviathan Wakes, the first Expanse book this week. <laughs> you did drop a little bit of a spoiler into there when you gave your description of the fucking TV show, you little cunt. <laughs> the book, uh, I, I've read the book, mate. There is, there's massive differences, don't worry. I know there's massive differences, but uh, yeah, but it, the overall arcing plot line, as a bit of a spoiler, but I, I like Leviathan Oh yeah, Wakes. you did spoil that. Yeah, I like Leviathan oh, Wakes very little uh, so spoiler, far. Trust me. <laughs> yes, but the whole alien technology thing that has not come up in. <laughs> uh, it's yeah. obvious. It it's doesn't. aliens. Come on, it's space. It's not that obvious. I don't know if I wakes me. Fucking hell, Biggie. <laughs> Mind. Right, Sinbin. Uh, yeah, Sinbin. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm really enjoying it. Um, I wanted to get at least two of the books read before I started the TV series because just when it's adaptation stuff, I kind of like to have a bit of a baseline on on a few things, and also then Great just books, see how. Basically, reading through the first two books, then I'll start the TV series. It's kind of seeing how the how close it sticks to the the source material. Because then, if I know it, if it does a Game of Thrones and goes just wildly off piste, then I know that you know I can read the book separately of the TV series. It does. Fair <laughs> have enough. you read the I books read, as well? Have you? <laughs> Oodles, have you read them? All of them. Oh, yeah. Okay. Is it widely different? I then? think. I think. I think. I, I think one of them's not finished. I don't think that. I think they still go. I think he's still doing. No, no. It. He's, he's just he's, sure. uh, the ninth one dropped last year, and that was the last one. That was it. Yeah, I've read that. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm really enjoying Leviathan Wake so far. Um, I like Holden. I like Miller. Um, I like the 
the way the physics is set up in the world, like the descriptions, things. I like the fact that most of the characters are flawed in some way. Some in a yeah. really um, generic way, like Miller being a hard-boiled cop alcoholic kind of person. It's yeah, yeah it's, it's it's kind of obvious. Um, but I like the fact that Holden is like a you know he's thrust into the position of a captain when he wasn't looking for yeah, it. He's very underqualified. Very underqualified for it. He's a bit of a dick. Um, he's a, he's not very nice to women in general. Um, he's not in the show, no. to be honest. It's not. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they got that right. Yeah, uh, yeah but you know, obviously, I haven't seen the TV show yet, but I do agree. Amos forever. Amos is amazing. <laughs> so Amos, Amos is the best character in the saga. So um, I'm about just over halfway through the book. So I've basically they've basically just got off uh, Eros after the yeah. incident at Eros. Yeah. Uh, so that's how far through I am. And oh, yeah, yeah, I I like it a lot. I'm. Really enjoying it. I, I heard people saying like the books aren't that good, but no, I'm really. I like yeah, them, mate. I'll, I like it. So I'll, I'll get the second one, which is the life of me. I can't remember the title of Clouding War or something like that. Um, something. Silly. I, just got them, I, I just got them all on Audible. There was the uh, it was the Expanse collection. Nice. So yeah, I'll smash through them all. Well, yeah, well, that's it. I mean, I've, this is a thick, heavy book. It's like 580 pages or something. I've smashed through just about 340 in a week. So I'm doing well on it. And they weren't very heavy in my iP- iPhone. No, I can't imagine they would be. <laughs> uh, other things, cracking on a bit more with Returnal. Uh, really enjoying that still. Um, managed to crack... How long have you had that game now? So I... Since launch? No, 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 because I didn't get my PS4, uh, PS5 until the summer. But it was one of the first games I bought for it. Um, and I hit, a, I, I hit a brick wall with it with trying to get past the first boss. I got past him, and then I just mm. found it really, really... It was one of the, you know when you're playing a really difficult game and sometimes your head's just not in it. Mm. Yes, um, yes, and sometimes you have to turn it off and come back weeks later. Yeah, so I can't turn it off. the boss straight away. Basically, yeah. So I beat it straight. Yeah, so that kind of happened to me with it. So I started playing some other things and just basically went through kind of all the way around things for about seven months and then came back. I was like, oh, I've still got Returnal to finish. So I went through, managed to get to the second boss. I did exactly that stick. I was I was I was streaming attempts against the second boss Ixion. Um, and he was fucking me up left, right, and centre. I was having such a time with him. Is Ixion lightning based by any chance? No, he's a um, he's a he's a flying boss. Oh, he's the he's the Indian god of lightning. I learned that on Lost Legacy. Yeah, well, it's it. This is a science fiction game. Um, well, but yeah, it was it was uh, yeah. I, I did a night streaming it, and I had a really fucking terrible time against Ixion. And uh, the next day, I came on to beat him first time straight away. Um, that's what you should. That, yeah, that's what that's what Dark Souls did to you when you first play that. Yeah, not not like how Biggie plays it once a week. That's just crackers. No, no, you've got to put the time into it. So um, I've managed to get through the third biome now. I'm up to the third boss, um, who is one of the most incredibly designed bosses I've ever seen. Mechanically basic as fuck. Any boss that he's got exactly the same mechanic stick as the first boss in Ratchet and Clank. Oh, I know that. Trying to think of which one that was now. When, uh, at, at, at the end of the parade, when you're fighting Doctor yeah. Nefario. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally the same mechanic as that, just a lot more projectiles. Uh, but his visual design is incredible. It's like the, the game is still such a showcase of what the PS5 was capable of on day one. Um, so, oh, was it a day one game? That uh, was it a day one game, more or less, wasn't Near it? Enough, uh, it was like the February after it came out. So it's been it was definitely on the PlayStation Five like launch trailer. Yeah, it was on the one of the most video. impressive ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah but uh, yeah, absolutely gorgeous. I still recommend it. I'm determined to finish it at some point this year. <laughs> it might not be soon though. 
<laughs> February's very busy. Well, well, February's very busy, but also it's very fucking hard. And like, I had a run, I had a go of it the other day. I did four runs and only managed to get to the, to the third boss nemesis once. It's like the further you get into the game, wow. obviously naturally it gets harder, but it's just like the enemies are through. You reckon I like ridiculous. it then? Oh, you'll fucking love it. It'll be up right. Because everyone were like, because I played like Hades, like the week after Hades came out, I was like. I'll never get it to end. I beat it in like four days. Yeah, and I'm not even good. It, this, I'm just, I'm just focused. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 this is this is the kind of game that will just suit your hyperfixation, and you'll just get through it. Uh, I'm like, I've done it two days. Yeah, I'm, I've, I've had nothing to eat. Return, I'm returning it. <laughs> the main thing I want to talk about was uh, I've finally managed to get Pip into It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Uh-huh. Yes. So you haven't talked about that before. I haven't. Well, I've talked a little bit about it, but uh, I'm. <laughs> This is I'm my. Um, this is the first time I've rewatched it since my original run through. Uh, we've managed to binge through seasons two, three, four, and five this week alone. Because I mean, the short yeah. episodes and there's like what ten, thirteen episodes a season. Um, but yeah, absolutely loving it, and it just it, what getting through some of it on a rewatch. You can see like how shaky it is in the first couple of seasons. There's a, a couple of bits where it's just like, it's not funny, it's just people being too awful. And then it's, yeah. I think, from season, th- about halfway through season three, things just start to get silly. And that's when it, like, that's when I noticed that Pip was really starting to hell with laughter <laughs> at it. Um, you know, I, I'm still fully convinced that The Night Man Cometh is the greatest TV episode ever written. Oh, it's so good. Because Did you watch that live show that I post, sent you the link to? What was the live show of? They did. They did a live show of the night. Oh, yes. Cometh, like to to a crowd in a bar. Yeah, yeah. I've seen that. Yeah, yeah, it's so good. Yeah, <laughs> and it's it's a song that it's still stuck in my head. Uh, like it was like three days ago we watched that episode, and it's the the uh, the, the Nightman song is still stuck in my head. Well, <laughs> I quoted in the week about the uh, philanthropist just killed me, man. Just yeah. Well, yeah, that, that was <laughs> yeah. We, yeah, we, we yeah we caught that episode the other day, and uh, yeah, Pip. It was like hiding in a dressing gown, like watching that because it's so awkward. It's like, it will make it will make you happy to know that I have been watching this as well this week. Excellent. And I, the last episode I watched was the Hornet one. Oh, where there's a hornet nest in the bar, <laughs> yeah. and then it, then he took it home. That's yeah, right. yeah, and, yeah. It's where, where, the, where the waitress is engaged. Yes, the waitress is engaged. I think it's season five. Yeah, it's a season five episode. Yeah, I'm yeah. watching. I'm around the yeah. same area, same time frame you are. I've been I've been watching like. Maybe an episode a night. So it's so it's so good, and just and just it's 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 Charlie trying to smoke out a box of hornets to try and get the honey that he believes that hornets create. <laughs> yeah, even though <laughs> even though everyone in the bars, even Danny DeVito was like, "You don't get honey from hornets," <laughs> and, and he says, "He says, well, whatever they do produce, I want to get yeah. it." Yeah. He's blowing the smoke into the box. He goes, "They keep stinging me." <laughs> yeah, <'cause> it's because <laughs> they're trying yeah. to escape. Uh, I, uh, it's got, he, he's got less annoying the more I've watched it I think you just start getting in sync with him don't yeah. you a little bit you do, you, you, do you, you get very much in sync with the way Charlie thinks and I like the way they write uh, Charlie because he doesn't think like a normal human he's not, I don't think he is human <laughs> Can, canonically he's like sub human yeah but then well, he the can kind of... sums that up I think <laughs> yeah <laughs> Wild card episode. Yeah. <laughs> I cut the brakes. Yeah. Wild card <laughs> bitches. Yeah. He was definitely dropped on his head as a baby. Yeah. I think it does actually go into the reason for his his mental issues uh, later on. He's, he's like he's psychotic, isn't he? That's that's way to. No, he's not psychotic. He's a sociopath. No, he's not. He's a sociopath. I mean, they're all sociopaths. Oh, um, he's basically 
the latest season, you find out one of the reasons why Charlie is the way he is. Right, and it right. is not as deep as you think. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, I mean, I'm, I'm, because obviously, like I said, I've seen it all before. There's a load of episodes. I, I kind of wait for Pip to see. The, the main one I need to see is the Christmas special. Because there is nothing more fucked up than the Christmas special of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I need to go back and watch them. I haven't seen that yet. Some of them I've forgotten. I'm as far as, uh, yeah. is it the Intervention episode, I think? <laughs> Intervention's yeah. good. Intervention Intervention's really good. That's <clears throat> no, really good. They're, um, Christmas, the, and, yeah, I know, I know which one you mean. Now. A Very Sunny Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It just, oh, I've seen that yeah, one. Just beyond messed up. I'm, I'm dancing around it because yeah. I... It's one of those ones that I know it's yeah. been out for years, but I don't want to spoil what the best bits of that of the of the show because no. <laughs> no. it is absolutely yeah. worth watching. I just remembered yeah. the Charlie. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just clicked. Yeah, I'm yeah, well, but... yeah. That's the bit I mean. <laughs> that one. Um, so yeah, just watch. It's always sunny in Philadelphia because it is absolutely incredible. I still think the best episode I've seen so far is when they want to, when they're pretending to be realtors. Yeah, oh god, yeah, that is brilliant. That's that is that's so the good. funniest episode I've seen so far, and it's it's like not even like a standout episode. No one talks about it, but I just think it's so subtly incredible. It's very good. How that just the pattern that the the wheeling off to me. Oh, what what what? So funny. We're partners in business and in life. Yeah, <laughs> pretend to be a, a realtor couple. It's just so funny, and that that's that's when it clicked. I was like, oh, I see what's happening now. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 a good show, isn't it? I just is, I don't know. Um, I didn't. Is Dennis as unhinged in those earlier episodes, or, did, or not? No, the, Dennis the, is the, not the, even. The, the, it's quite quiet. The build, the building, Dennis. Up. He's had a couple of moments of being a bit messed up. There's there's one there's one episode. I think it's in he season, snaps, doesn't he? Sometimes. No, no, no. There's one episode in season three where there's um there's like a serial killer running around Philly, and like Dee and Dennis are trying to catch him. And it's a, and they do the thing. You, know, yeah. you, you got to think like a serial killer, and so like they kind of dress up what they think a serial killer would be like. And, it's like, and this, uh, the the plan is that they're going to like try and reenact it with the with uh, the waitress. And you say you say, say okay, so we catch her, and then we you, you know we stab her, then we kind of bury her. And she's like, no, yeah. no, no, we're not actually killing us. No, 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 we're, we're trying to be serial killers. Like, yeah, you think like that. And he's like, not he just, being, he just doesn't one. get that they're not actually killing her. <laughs> yeah, it's just. But the, 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 the real psychopath Dennis stuff doesn't really start until about season seven, I think. The fat yeah. Max. They're season. all fucking morons, aren't they? Oh yeah, absolutely. oh yeah. They all they all think they're cleverer than they are. But they're not. Yeah, yeah, I can only just morons. watch them in batches. I can't binge watch. Same mate. Lot. I can only I can, oh, I can maybe binge two it. episodes at once. Absolutely, I can it's binge. Just it. So chaotic. That's what's great about it. Because Dennis is a bastard, man. That's <laughs> I, 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 I like the, it, oh, yeah. the other one I'm lo- the other one I'm looking forward to Pip scene is uh, Chardy McDennis where they, they have to yeah, play a very messed up game that they've they've all created, and it it's yep. rules that mm. don't make sense and it's just chaos utter utter chaos it's incredible. Cool, excellent, excellent, brilliant. Um, Candy, you're the last one. I know. I have done two. No, I've done three things this week actually. The first thing, just quickly, um, after we spoke about it last week. I watched The Descent directly after we uh, recorded the podcast. Oh, that's a good thing to watch on a Sunday night. Oh, my goodness me. That's that's horrible, isn't it? I had to watch that film. Like, like, I I remember starting, because I never saw it in cinema. I watched it at home first time, and I was in my covers and stuff. And like, no, I've got to to be free. That's how I watched it. I had to get out, open all the windows. Yeah. Uh, But you're right, even without the little goblin things, it's it's bad enough. And uh, I I actually had a nightmare after it as well, so... 
So that well, I have a dream about goblins because they will weird, turn up. These weird things after the pod. We get finished really late. And the other week you watched and started a net. And last <laughs> week you started the descent. I know because I think, well, I must watch it before I forget. And Sunday nights is kind night. of my Saturday night because I have Mondays <laughs> off. So Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, so um, so there was that. But yeah, the main couple of things, I started a TV show called Euphoria. Mm. Um, I've only watched the first season so far. The second season is halfway through. It's being released um, weekly at the moment, so I might wait. Is this the one with Zendaya in? That's right, yeah. So it's kind of a coming-of-age drama focusing on Rue, who is uh, Zendaya's character. Um, Basically, she's a drug-addicted teenager who's recently... Just come out of um, a forced rehab, so the kind of the, the story sort of starts. We've all been there. Well, <laughs> less said about that, the better. <laughs> so it starts within the first few days of her being um, ejected from rehab, and she's got absolutely no intention of actually becoming sober. She was kind of forced to go there and just not interested. So it follows her and um, a group of her peers around the same age, all high schoolers, within about a six-month span of their lives, Um, each episode featuring one particular character in their history sort of more prominently. So what you have, it's almost uh, a collection of stories with an overarching storyline of how Rue's addiction affects them all. Um, And the way I'm describing it kind of makes it sound like a a bunch of teenagers and their high school shenanigans, but it's actually a really dark and gritty and it takes all the kind of usual tropes of high schoolers and their stereotypes and breaks it down and it explores those characteristics a bit more deeply than we usually see. Um, actually, it's really intriguing to watch how Zendaya plays her character in that compared to how she plays it in Spider-Man. Um, it's yeah. it's such, a, such a different role. Um, mm. But all the characters are so well written because... Because of the weekly format that I just mentioned, you do kind of feel an emotional connection with all of them, even the ones that kind of merge into the background a bit in the first few weeks. Um, and I don't want to say it gives a sympathetic, a sympathetic backstory to the arseholes, because it really, really doesn't. It, it kind of portrays that arseholes sometimes are just fucking dicks. Um, the first episode feels slightly different tonally to the rest of the season. I think episode two is where it really starts to get good, like the writing gets really good. Um, but the show has so many layers. I think I'd, I'd struggle to talk about just how good it is in the time I have. It's, it has had a lot of hype online, and I think it is deserving of it because every character in the series has one scene in particular that's worthy of an Emmy, like every single character. Wow. It's so good. I, I, I can't recommend it. It's on Now it, TV, no. isn't it? Now TV, yes. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm carrying on down my Now TV, Sky TV adventure. So that was next on my list. I keep getting codes to uh, get it free a month, so I'm going to start. Do it, um, do it. There's, there's a lot on there. I dishing them the out and using them myself. Yeah, there is a lot on there at the moment worth Bring catching one up way. on. I will do, pal. I will. Codes for all. Codes um, for everyone. A lot of the scenes are set at teenage parties, and one thing I was, because I was, when I was doing my research tonight, obviously, um, today, obviously, you read the comments and everything, and a lot of the criticism I've seen is people saying it's unrealistic, unrealistic portrayals of like teenage parties. Because we all remember what it's like. You go around somebody's house and you end up just kind of sitting in somebody's front room drinking a concoction of what if, whatever's in their parents' alcohol Not drawer. me, sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, American um, parties, but- teenage parties, all in films and stuff always look like mad raves and stuff. And I was like, I don't remember house parties being like that. You went to the wrong ones. Yeah, this is exactly how it's portrayed. And you've got, you know, the amazing kind of disco lighting and the sound systems and everything. Um 
the overbearing oh, soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> but I, th- I think that, like, to me, it kind of illustrates the feeling of being a high. I think that's what they were going for rather than trying to be unrealistic. Um, it's not when, any... I, when I were a teenager, it was all about camping out so adults couldn't find us. Oh, going I mean, around taking... to whoever's house, or going down the park. Yeah. And it, and it, we, it was hiding from adults, wasn't it? That yeah. was the thing. Mm. So I wasn't allowed to drink and 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 do other things. Uh, let's just call it <laughs> cigarettes. <laughs> but I did it. I did it anyway. And, I, and then the, the challenge was like coming in early hours of the morning, pretending you weren't off your yeah. nut. Yeah. <laughs> that was the fun. Where have you been? Oh, around my mate's house. Deeply religious mother. Are saying, you drunk? This is no. not God. <laughs> no. Why are your eyes red? Your eyes are red. What's that smell? Oh, my, oh, my mother getting that phone call. Hello, we've got your son. Um, it's the police. <laughs> again. Oh, it's no. The kidnappers again. <laughs> you do want him back? Uh, but yeah, it's, it's really good. It's not an easy watch. Um, it's just, it's full on emotionally. If you've got, I, if I were to list the trigger warnings, I'd be here all night. So just, you know what you're in for. Just Would you say go for Euphoria first or Yellow Jackets? Oh, it's so, they're so different. Probably no, no, yellow jackets, only, but cannot... barely. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Def- yeah, I would say. I mean, if you're feeling it slightly emotionally vulnerable at any point, just don't watch Euphoria because it's bad. I'm always emotionally vulnerable, <laughs> so you might want to give this one a swerve, though. <laughs> I will say as well, if you're a parent to teenagers, just don't, just don't bother, don't watch it, <laughs> just don't put yourself through that kind of worry. Not worth it. Okay. Okay. What's the other thing? The, so the main thing I want to talk about, oh God, I can't wait to talk about this, is Uh-oh. Cyberbang 2069. <laughs> <laughs> Cyberbang. Pure research for the pod, I think your comment said. It was literally just research. Didn't want to play it, but, you know, I do it for you guys. Um, so, what the hell is Cyberbang? Is it a porno? I'll tell you. Uh, so you might have oh. heard of it because there's a few of the bigger nope. gaming... Yep. News outlets have started to pick. I think it's been out a while, actually, but they're just starting to kind of pick up on it. So it's a it's a visual novel slash fanfic by Triple Thirst Studios, <laughs> who are cyberpunk fans and clearly ladies Triple after my Thirst, own heart. I, love that. <laughs> I think it's um, <laughs> I think it's uh, just three girls that make it. Um, oh, yeah. So essentially, it's it's like a dating sim. Um, if if. It will eventually focus on a bunch of characters at the moment. As far as I know, only male ones. At the moment, it's only um, Oda that you can play, and then Johnny and a couple of the others had have demos. Um, but this was actually made with the permission of CD Projekt Red, who they've, they've got sort of clear outlines regarding um, fan work. Although it's not endorsed, they're completely within their eyes to use the artwork and stuff for... Um, what from the fuck is this? Does it want a game that works out there? <laughs> <laughs> so you've actually got this really, really nice artwork in the, the proper sort of um, cyberpunk backgrounds. Um, but yeah, as I said, it, yeah, you've got a full story that surrounds Oda and it's Takamura, sorry, Johnny Silverhand, and there's going to be one for Victor Vector as well. Um, and I was slightly disappointed that I'll have to wait for Fifty Shades of Silver. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> silver, amazing. It's not called that, but it should be. They can have oh. that. I'll let them have it. Um, oh. Now, I should make something absolutely clear. This is not a tacky five minutes bank. This is not cheap smut. This is a fully fledged epic tale of romance. Ooh. And honestly, there's a lot of exposition before you get to the banging. I was surprised. <laughs> it actually is banging. <laughs> 
That was a very Frank Reynolds way of putting things. <laughs> I mean, it's true, though. There was a lot of preamble before the, the bang in Cyberbang. At least in real life. The preamble well, before the fumble. always. Yeah. Not always, no. Now, I actually reached out to uh, Triple Thirst Studios <laughs> to ask Chris how I should love. describe this. <laughs> To ask how I should of, describe type this. Type of reach, to reach out, did you do? Predominantly male audience. And Bean, <laughs> Bean, who is the story director, kindly got back Bean? to me. And Bean said, the biggest thing is that with a project like Cyberbang and seeing the reception, people are clearly not quite prepared to play games made by an, an almost, so it's not all, all females, almost an entirely female dev team. Our vision and priorities are a little bit different than other games in a similar genre, so 18 plus visual novels. And I believe that's why we've achieved success with our story, because we're sensitive to human connection and what it is that makes your heart beat a little bit faster. So while the name and concept is a bit campy, we want to make players feel like they're in an experience where they're appreciated and cared for. So it's actually quite sweet. And honestly, after playing Oda's story, I feel like they did achieve that pretty well because I felt my knees go weak a couple of times. Did you get your fanny beat in? <laughs> I think, like, towards the banging sections, the fanny got a flap Wow. <laughs> wow. Nice. Um, five fanny beats out of five. Do you know what? When that happens and we'll you're not expecting again. it, it's just... I have to say, though, I did have one slightly horrifying sort of crash back to reality. Um you know, Uh-oh. one of those moments where you're, where the screen goes dark and I was kind of presented with a reflection <laughs> of myself, much like now. So I had a glass. What were you doing? Of, I had a glass of wine and a spliff in one hand. And then the other hand I had in a packet of bugles, you know, one bugle on each finger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've all been there. <laughs> wearing I think bugles are incredible gaming like snacks. Flumped in my chair and I just looked and I thought to myself, well, at least I don't have a cyber girlfriend called Becky. Hey. Hey. <laughs> what a dickhead! <laughs> what a dickhead! So Cyberbank, ten out of ten. I don't. I don't want to talk about Becky either. By the way, she broke up well, with now you. Now you're going to have to. Dumped him. Break up with you. <laughs> she's gone. She's disappeared. I go onto the app and it says you have to make a new avatar. Oh, oh she she's left you. you. You've been go- you've been ghosted. So I just deleted the app. But yeah, Cyberbank. Um, Cyberbank 2069. Sounds... I'm looking forward to the pod art for this one. Um, <laughs> But yeah, excellent. Right, on to the main event. And this is all Biggie now, so I'm going to take it away, Biggie. You're in charge. Oh, Biggie. <laughs> Thank you very much. So, my question is, what makes a weapon great? Why is it your favourite? The one you instantly go to, to wreak havoc? Which one blew your mind when you first seen it in action? If you're playing an action game, and then it's likely that you'll be armed to the teeth, does it fit in with the narrative and feel of the game as you'll be using this predominantly throughout? Basically, does your shotgun go chick chack boom right? So we're talking about our best, uh, sorry, our favourite and least worst favourite weapons. Excellent. Take it away, big man. So I thought I'd start it off. So I'm covering two here quickly um, because I found it really difficult to choose between the two of them. I really wanted to talk a bit about both. So the first one I'm picking is from Dead Space, the Plasma Cutter. So when you play Dead Space, your character as an engineer um, traverses around the good ship Ishimura, a mining ship, fighting off against the nasty necromorphs while struggling to hold his own mind together. So it naturally makes sense that you're not equipped as a soldier with a thousand round magged pulse rifle. (coughs) Instead, you're kitted out with a plasma cutter, purely designed for cutting through softer materials. It cuts through plasma, Vinny. 
with two alignment <laughs> blades on the side. That's with plasma. <laughs> with two. I like that side, mate. <laughs> Thank you. With two alignment blades on the side and three on the front, you can toggle between the two as it accurately cuts through the limbs of the fuckers that are coming at you. It's absolutely necessary as it's the best way to survive as you cut the appendages down off these monsters and finish them off with a stomp on the head. Combined with the stasis skill that you pick up later on, allows you to slow them down. You can complete the game with that weapon um, and unlock achievements, trophies. Um, you can find other weapons to use, but basically you can go through the whole game literally just using that one weapon. It gets more powerful, faster reloading, ammo, etc. So literally after one of the intense fights, you've been surrounded from all sides, enemies coming at you with teeth glaring, horrible appendages, and you're switching between the blades and stomping away. You can take a breather for a moment and you feel utterly badass that you literally made it through that. It's so stressful playing that game, but they nail it with that weapon for me. What do you guys think? Yeah. Um, did you know in real life a Ukrainian man invented a needle gun which was inspired by the plasma cutter? Do you know how it goes vertical Ooh. and horizontal? He, he, he developed that and made a lot of money from that. Really? But yeah, oh yeah, yeah, like a need, like a for work, like a work, you know, like a nail gun type thing. Because that's how they feel it would actually work. Is more like a nail. Yeah, yeah. The sort of power. I, behind I it. think that's that that plasma cutter sets that game apart when the first one, especially, yeah. sets it apart from Resident Evil and stuff like that. I think it was a genius move by Visceral to do that and not have magnums and assault rifles because you do get yeah, yeah. type of guns. We do later get. On. There's a pulse rifle in the game. There is. Yeah. Yeah, but I I think it's genius. Like we we were ingrained, especially at that point in his lives, ingrained to aim for the head, and that's not what you're supposed to. No, do. No, it takes a little while to adjust, and the fact that your yeah. the the head up display isn't there as well because your health is um your spine it's isn't your it? Spine your, isn't it? So also it's quite dark in the game. So having that plasma um cutter as well kind of lights up the area when you're using it as well it's kind of almost like a torch. i think it's genius it's superb i think it's genius amazing it's a great weapon. amazing weapon for me but um the second one i wanted to talk about um was of course the leviathan axe from god of war oh and i know we talked about this game before so i'm not going to go on about it too much but i just wanted to mention that when you first play god of war um it comes with that new combat system the camera view and for me, it took away one of the defining weapons for Kratos was those Blades of Chaos. And I sort of Same, I wanted to rush outside, shout at the clouds and, what have you done to my Kratos? But <laughs> it doesn't take too long before you fall in love with the new addition that is the Leviathan, uh, Leviathan Axe. Because once you start using it and carving up the Chaos and throwing it around, you get that wonderful animation, the sound as it comes flying back to you like thump. Th- it's got a hammer. nice thunk to it, doesn't it? Oh, Feels heavy, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Have you played it on PS5 with the uh, yes. the updates yes. when it it makes the controller go? Flying? I love it. It's just it goes thunk. Such a great game. That's so good. Um, just never get tired of it, and um, it's not just for that because it's used to open areas, it solves puzzles, it's upgradable. Uh, it's just fucking badass. It's got ice power, hasn't it? Yeah, um, as you unlock um, all the different things, you can use it for different fighting um, scenarios. Uh, you can kill one enemy, leave it embedded, and then if another one appears, you can recall the axe and it passes through them. It's just glorious. Um, there are moments when you're forced to go unarmed in combat against certain enemies, but it's not long before you suddenly realise you want that axe back 
It's just they nailed. He's really good with his it. fists, though, as well, isn't he? In this one, yeah, uh, handy he's, with them. he's so brutal. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, when he with that axe, I never really missed the blades of chaos. So when you do spoiler, maybe have them later yeah. in the game. Um, I, I always <laughs> generally where I could go back to the axe because it's just so brutal. I need to do my uh, my nerd thing here. One sec, I need to uh, put my glasses on and go. Actually, um, <laughs> they shouldn't have been the Blades of Chaos on this game because he had the Blades of Olympus on the last game. But let's just forget that. <laughs> and it, 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 thematically, it worked. <laughs> but yeah, it yeah. Is, is so good. I mean, I think you've all played it. Have you all finished it? Yep. 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 Oh, God, I think it's, it's an exceptional mod- game. I'm very classic. looking forward to the yeah. new one. It is a modern classic. I'm interested to see what they do with um, Ragnarok. How that's all mm. going to work because they're not, obviously not going to tinker too much with what already works. So there was that um, there was do. that guy that that leaky thing on on Twitter where it got I don't know if it got kibosh or not, but they're saying there's going to be a lot of um, spear based weaponry on this new mm. one because it's not a real thing that Kratos has ever had to do, is it? Spears? Yeah, you can get it. Do you in, think that would be Kratos, um, or would that be Boy that uses the spears? This is what I think. Would it be? Would it be Boy? I think. I think it'll be um, Atreus using the, the spear because he's mm. bigger, isn't he? He's a bit older in this one. Mm. So if you chuck a you spear and then recall it, you're going to be so... <laughs> <laughs> speaking of weapons from that game as well. Um, it's not my favorite like use for weapon, but Atreus is very well done in that game. It yes. could be so easy to have an annoying little kid yeah. running around, getting in your way. You just but, bash triangle and his arrow in. But things, he is yeah, really just, useful at times. Yeah, I totally agree. I'd, yeah, he's a good addition. Yeah, he's so As a weapon himself, as a weapon, yeah, good. No, no, he is. Like, he's, you, can yeah. treat, you can treat him as a weapon. He's your magic as well, isn't yeah. he? He is. Yeah. And you need, you need an upgraded Atreus if you want to take on some of the Valkyries at the end. Mm. That's, that's probably been one of the most satisfying boss rushes I've ever done, the Valkyries. Yeah, oh, they're I loved great. Every single fight, really, I was sweating I they, so much. I haven't. I didn't complete them all. Yeah, they really tested me. That, but yeah, that, I definitely. I the last one, I think Gadget and Stig's done, and the last one, she was that a is a proper test. So fucking that is a hard. Test. <laughs> it took me. I, I'm not lying. It took me 10, 15 goes. But when I got it, that was a better moment than some Dark Souls bosses. Ooh. I was like, whoa! I was like, I've done it. Yeah, yeah. I, I did one Valkyrie. I was like, that's enough of that. <laughs> the first one's the easiest one, unfortunately. But it depends which one you go first, isn't it? Because you can do them in any order by the end. No, but, but I think let's you, assume I went the, for the hardest. Isn't the one. isn't the last one only unlocked when you do the? Yeah, the yeah. Yes. You got to do all the yes. other ones then the yes. last one. Yeah, you got to put the crowns on the thing, haven't you? In that yeah. ring, that that last one's except that's an exceptional boss. That's optional. How dare they? <laughs> you know, it's like I love it when games do like they put some of the best work that no one's going to see unless you put the effort in. If that, that boss was in the main game. You'd, no so many people would finish it. <laughs> <laughs> it was a proper test. That was one of my gaming achievements of like last gen. I was like, I've done the final Valkyrie. I was like in tears. I was like, I've done it. And you get incredible treasure for doing it and everything. It's just so worth it. Everything about it is so satisfying. And the axe, the axe is just the... And Absolutely. It's very hard to, when you played all the original games with the Blaze of Chaos and everything else you get in that game, that I never thought they would have changed that direction. And to whoever came up with that idea to go, you know what, let's use this fucking axe and that he can recall you it. You should watch the documentary on it. It's, it tells you why they did that. such a great idea. Brilliant. And, yeah, you, you don't miss those blades. So I just think that axe is now part of Kratos' fact, there story. Was, there was, a, there was a, a Reddit asked me anything. And they asked, uh, is it 
Who was the director? Corey Barlog. Um, yeah, they said, did you copy uh, Mjolnir? He went, yeah. fucking <laughs> 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 did. It's super cool. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, it makes sense, doesn't it? But um, yeah, talking about um, least favourite weapon, I was um, thinking of a few things for this, and I've got, I put them in my honourable mentions list. So many bad ones. I was researching, I came across this clip on Tipnet. So I thought I'd share it with you guys because I'd never seen this before. It blew my mind. So I'm going to share the screen for everyone. Oh, here we go. It's a very short clip, so I shall explain it for the listeners. For the audio listeners, sorry. So just see if I can get this right. This is where he turns it off and breaks it. Vicky trying to use the new feature. Our new feature. (laughs) Shut up. I hope he hasn't got his porn history on it. Let me know if you can see my screen, please, guys. It says BBWs there. What's that? (laughs) Can you see it? I can't see shit. No. Oh, something's happening. I've been moved. There we go. Oh. Oh, oh, Look at all them porn things. Oh, my God. (laughs) Okay, banana. It is literally this. Oh, my God. Have you, have you vetted this for inappropriate thing? Oh, my God. What is this? What is this? Okay. Oh, he's got a banana. He's peeling the banana. This is for the audio listeners. He's peeling the banana. And he's using <laughs> oh, it look at to that. slash people. That's, 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 that's a bad weapon. That is incredible. <laughs> He's killing people <laughs> with an arrow. Oh, it's stuck in his heart. What the fuck? So, for the listeners, he's basically... He's his throat with a banana. It's, <laughs> this is Tollywood. It's, That's broke your internet, by the way, putting that on. It's basically Telugu cinema, um, Indian film, in which the protagonist is dressed as a cop. He basically looks like an Indian version of Bobby Ball. And with bodies <laughs> slain all around him, he's looking pretty fucked up. All of a sudden, four men come round the corner, various types of wooden clubs. Oh no, what's he going to do? No need to worry, as he bends down to his ankle, and where most policemen keep a spare snub-nosed revolver, mm. nope, it's a small banana. He holds it up in defiance, peels back the skin, in several death manoeuvres, he slices and dices the throats and chests of his would-be attackers, taking four out before he kills the fifth, with a distance by throwing his dagger-like tree-based fruit into the heart of his final victim. Fucking hell. Why do I have to unpeel it? Like, you would think it would be stronger if the the skin was still on. (laughs) It's the power of the the banana. He could have had throwing bananas. A whole fucking bunch of them, literally. Yeah, I'll I'll share that. I think that's incredible. The the listeners um, and viewers, so they can hopefully find it, but... Yeah, I just couldn't top that myself. I just couldn't find anything else more <laughs> surreal than that. Bananas also grow on, uh, not on trees, by the way. They're not classed as trees, but never mind. <sighs> okay. Thanks, Dad. Got you thinking now, haven't I? <laughs> They're not trees. Well, speaking of they which, like I will go with They're you, Oodles, next. So what's your choice? Oh, fuck's sake. Smart. Uh, yeah, I've got, I've got my uh, favourite and my least favourite. Um, the first one I want to talk about, I changed it up massively. Um, the Soul Reaver Ooh. from mm. the Legacy of Kane games. Now, being the ex-goth that I am, um, the Legacy of Kane games left a lasting impression in my life in the uh, mid-noughties. Um, obviously, there's a lot of them. There's, I think there's about six games in total. Something like that. The, 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 Something like that. That's between like Legacy of Kane ones and Soul Reaver ones. Yeah, and, and the Soul Reaver ones, yeah. So the Soul Reaver is, is, is the whole saga of Legacy of Cain revolves around this sword. Um, 
basically, it's a flamberge. If you don't know what flamberge is, it's a big two-handed wavy sword with skull on the with a skull on the hilt. And gadget knows it's cool as fuck. Absolutely, to look at. It's super metal. No, um, no, super goth. Uh, what? It's super goth. <laughs> yeah. So it's appeared in every title in Legacy of Kane in some form or fashion. Um. Like, like I said, it's a serpentine blade, and it's made from the energy of the Pillars of Nosgoth. If you don't know the tale of, of, of um, the Legacy of Cain games, the Pillars are the central factors of the, of the universe of Nosgoth, or the land of Nosgoth. Without those Pillars, life ceases to exist, and so on and so forth. It's very weird to get into the lore <laughs> of uh, Soul River. It's, it's an Amy Hennig um, tale, and she's really good at, at world building and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, she is. So, so yeah, the, um, the Reaver is originally an enchanted sword forged by one of the great vampires, Vorador. Um, and he, he basically created this sword to kill a hidden enemy that you don't even find out until the fourth game that this enemy exists. Um, it's very clever world building. Um, it's better known as the sword that um, Kane de Corhagen, the main character of Legacy of Kane, wields. Everyone knows what Kane looks like on Legacy of Kane. Pale, yeah. Um, white air, super goth, vampire, and these vampires are different. They suck blood by just <laughs> sucking a stream of blood out of the bodies. It's so cool. Um, it's not very apparent straight away in the law that the Soul Reaver is a mega sword. He doesn't even get Soul Reaver until near the end of the first game. And the pick in, in the first game, it's a bit like Diablo, isn't it, Gadget? It's a bit. Point and click, a bit like Zelda slash Diablo. Yeah. It's um, and you, you get this sword and near the end of the game. It just says you got Soul Reaver <laughs> and you can use it. That's it. There's nothing. There's nothing to it until the final cutscene about. Oh, by the way, this sword means something. And later on in the saga, Kane takes over the world basically, and he creates lieutenants. Uh, one of the most famous lieutenants is Raziel. Everyone knows who Raziel is in Legacy of Kane. The um. Really nice hair, really, really nice hair. And basically, Kane betrays him, turns him into a wraith by means and throwing him into an abyss. And then we see nothing of the Soul Reaver for a while until Raziel meets up with Kane again. Now they have a war, a fight. Kane tries to kill Raziel with the Soul Reaver. It shatters, completely destroying it. And then you get the Spectral Blade, which is... Probably just as famous as the Soul Reaver equivalent, as its um, material version. It looks like a lightsaber, and it's fucking badass. And it twists up Raziel's arm, and he can use it to suck up souls and uh, stuff like that. Game, no, yeah. um, and then you remember it? I think it came out on the Dreamcast first. Soul Reaver. Um, <clears throat> he has it all. It's just super cool. And basically, the whole saga from then on is Kane and Raziel meeting up in different times because of time and timey wimey. <laughs> And this, these swords meeting each other and always battling. And, and it's just, I don't know, there's something really cool about the, the lore of this actual weapon. It's more important than the actual characters. Um, it gets to the point where, you know, like in the extended Star Wars universe, how they say how, how important lightsabers are and stuff like that, but it's just additive bollocks, isn't it? Yeah. With this, the sword is literally the most important thing in its um, spectral version or its physical version. And because the sword exists at two different times, and if they meet, it creates paradoxes, which just ruin the whole lore of the universe. And it's just, oh, it's so fucking cool and so goth. 
<laughs> I, just, I just adore it. <laughs> Rather than me explain, it's best to just look these two. The, the, this it's actually one weapon, but two different forms, and it's just oh, it's so badass. You can you can you can enchant it. Proper D and D rules. You can enchant it with fire. You can enchant it with poison. You can enchant it with light and darkness. It's just oh, it's just so fucking bad. I love the Soul Reaver. Everything about it, and it's a it's a long dormant franchise that just kills me every time I think about the fact that they're just not there anymore. And the Steam versions don't support controllers either. No, you'd have to use a mouse and a keyboard, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, it's so shit. But, yeah. I think even uh, it's tomorrow, isn't it? He, he always talks about Soul Reaver. He wants to see that come back. Well, this tomorrow is correct then. It needs to come back. It really does need to come back. Um, it's, got, it's got such a beautiful light. They didn't even make novels or anything of it, and they could have done it. It's just prime for it. But this, the Soul Reaver itself is, we, I, can't, I can't speak too much about it because it spoils everything about it. But just, ah, oh, it's just such an incredible weapon. Um, I mean, I mean, I don't, I don't think we're ever going to get any of the uh, Legacy of King games back because they were developed by Crystal Dynamics, which are owned now by Square Enix. <laughs> Square, yeah. So, no, we're not getting them, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'll spoil it for you then if you want. So it turns out, wah, 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 spoiler klaxon, Raziel is the embodiment of the Soul Reaver. He is just a, a, a corporeal version of it. He is the sword. And you're play, you've been playing as the sword all the way through it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's, what the, that's what the saga is. By the end, Kane has to kill Raziel and get him back into the sword. And then together, they are... A good team. One's a sword, one's a vampire, and it's so cool. Yeah. Hang on a second. There, 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 there is a rumor here for you. Oh rumors. no, I'm going to spoil something. No, no, no. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I trust the website. This is glitch.online. But okay. Apparently, there is a there there is a legacy of K and Soul Reaver remaster in development. Fuck the fuck off, mate. <laughs> I would take it with a pinch of salt because I've never heard of glitch.online, but. If you remember the first game, the, the, the first Soul Reaver game, the first one with... I mean, even, even Legacy of Kane had voice acting, but not much. But the first Soul Reaver game, it's so much dialogue. It A absolutely blew my mind. It blew my mind. Like, people talk about Kojima having long cutscenes. This game had like half an hour just dialogue chats about the lore of the world. It's so good. Bring it back. But yeah, a worse weapon. <sighs> Now this has got it's got a lot. I've got a lot to discuss about this. So, you you all know I love Batman. Mm-hmm. I love Batman, but his theming conventions are by far the most annoying aspects of his character. <laughs> so, Batmobile, Batwing, Batgrapnel, etc., etc. You could say this is uh, part of his fear campaign against his rogue gallery, uh, and films have touched on this. Like that's why he calls it this. It's absolutely stated that that's why he's named he's named things that like, but why does Batman name his computer the Bat Computer, the Bat Cave, the Bat Radio, the Bat Signal, the Bat Train? Yes, he has a Bat Train. He's got a brand to protect. And the worst offender, in my opinion, is the Batarang. Oh, you. you forgot the Bat so, credit card. The Bat Shark. <laughs> Never leave the cave without it. <laughs> The shark, the, the bat shark repellent. No, the shark repellent bat that's spray. It, the bat spray, yeah. yeah. That's so fucking incredible, yeah. though. I'll just get my was... trusty shark repellent out. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, tight. So for me, what was, what, 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 what was, invented... what was the substance one? 
Get my trusty carousel reversal spray. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And for me, um, they should have stopped. They should have. He should have intervened by Alpha. It's all. It's based. A lot of it's Alfred's fault. He's an enabler. He's his quartermaster. Right. He's an enabler. Uh, he should have told Bruce to spend less time worrying about every single accessory. Accessory fitting that theme. Uh, making a deadly boomerang thing <laughs> bat shaped makes it hard to store, hard to throw. And in reality, it would be next to impossible to catch without severing three of your own fingers. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Uh, I like how Christopher Nolan does the bat stuff. He doesn't name it the Batmobile. It's just the Tumbler. Um, the Batwing is just the Bat. It makes it simpler. Um, but I just, I, I just don't like how he has to name everything that. Well, everything and, has to be shaped like a Bat. Mm. Yeah, the, got a Bat toaster. It doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> I, I, I kind of get where the. Yeah, of course he does. I kind of get where they were going at with the stuff that the baddies see, like you know what I mean, like the Batmobile and the and and all that, the Bat signal and stuff like that. But why do you call it the Bat computer? No one knows he has a computer <laughs> apart from him and Alfred. Who, who <laughs> makes all this for him? Because I know it's meant to be it's Lucius, Lucius Fox, Fox, but not one guy cannot make all this by himself. Yeah, this is why I'm. Fig- I just don't like because I love Batman and I like I like Frank Miller Batman and and Grant Morrison Batman were. It's not him and his gadgets. It's him and his, his, his sheer will and his um, moral compass. Do you know what I mean? It's just, I just think the Batarang's stupid. Like if it, I mean, they wouldn't, like, they wouldn't fly anywhere really, would they? Like if, 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 no, especially like if you're not boomerang shaped. No, but especially if like you look at the the Nolan one. Yeah, like it's a big heavy bit of metal. No matter how hard you chuck it, yeah. it's not going to fly like a. Fucking ninja if, star thing. If you play the yeah. yeah, if you play the Arkham games, you can like they bend round corners yeah. and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can radio control them. This oh, is yeah. this is the weird thing why I picked it though. Like you can see how cool it is because it is fucking cool, isn't it? But it's impractical. It's completely impractical. It's like how could he like he, he throws a batarang at a baddie? There's two things that could happen. Either it sticks in the skull and they're dead, or it doesn't hit them. They can pick that up and go. To the police, Batman's attacked me. Can I sue him? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's America, remember? They're like, that's an insurance company not... issue, not us. Yeah. How do, you, how do you know it's Batman? Well, look at it. It's got Calling Batman crowd. on the bottom. It's... Yeah, it's just pathetic. I don't like it. I never have. Like, the Bat Grapnel gun. Why the fuck would you just call it that rather than just a hook? Grapple gun, isn't no it? Yeah. Sense. I, I actually have an honourable mention later on of uh, something that. Is cool, but I think completely impractical and stupid. Mm. So I get where you come. I, I get where it, you're coming from. Yeah, because it is. As a reader or as a watch, as a viewer, you think, "Oh, this is so cool! It's like James Bond." But James Bond doesn't call it the Bond laser pen or the Bond <laughs> card. <you know> <laughs> I mean? it's, it just doesn't make any sense why you do that. It's like this is a man that's supposed to be in the shadows. He's a ninja. Ninjas don't. I mean, they do call them ninja stars. Shurikens, actually. It's like there would be there would be yeah. loads of just those little black uh, batarangs lying around yeah. Gotham, wouldn't there? There'd be absolutely tons. <laughs> all all, 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 all of Alfred's spare time is on is on the is on the metal lathe, just like cutting them down. <laughs> <laughs> like there's one in one of Grant Morrison's books with with, with the Batman Inc. where he turns Batman into a, a, a incorporated like um, militia group, where because Batman's too old now, he can't do it, and he get he gets. Loads of Batman in every city. There's a Batman or a Batwoman, and it's it, it's stuff like where where um, Al- Alfred says, 
Will you stop calling it the bat cowl? It's just a cowl that's shaped like a bat. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Even Alfred's like, I'm sick to death of this. Can we just, like the bat cave? Um, on, on the Adam West of the bat piano. Like, shut up. <laughs> Fucking shout that out. They're going to hear you. <laughs> it's just stupid. And I hate it. I Do love the villains the so the same? much. But... Is it? I'm going on no. my penguin computer. <laughs> <laughs> no, n- none of them. None of them else do it. Like even the Joker stuff, laughing gas. That makes sense. It's, it's more punny, isn't it, than on the nose? But I, I just think it's. I just think it's stupid, and it needs to learn from it. it like look at Nightwing. Like he's. I mean, spoiler alert for the book. He's the current Batman. Dick Grayson's Batman now, and he stopped naming stuff bat stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he even shaved down the ears on his bat cow because he went. I keep banging my head on door at. <laughs> it's impractical. You still got to kind of look scary, and, and you want the villains to know that you're Batman. But he shaves them down to like little nubs, and it's just he just grounds it all better. And he, it, I don't know. I just think it's 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 too. It's gone too far now. Like sixty years, Batman. Come on, stop it. Grow up. I totally agree. Grow up, totally Batman. <laughs> but yeah, they're they're my. I've got loads of honourable mentions. Yeah. To <laughs> you want to you're next. Right, so one of my favourites is this is the Batarang. (laughs) (laughs) Why did you do him so dirty, Oodles? (laughs) No, this is a current standard issue assault rifle of the Coalition of Ordered Governments for fighting on the front lines. Designed by Adam Phoenix during the first year of the Locust War. Indeed, talking about the Mark II Lancer assault rifle. I didn't know what you were on about them for a while. I was like, what's he talking about? I thought you were a real weapon. <laughs> so the Lancer is the Gears of War series flagship weapon. It's a combination of a mid to long range assault rifle with a 420 ammo clip count and with a chainsaw attached to the end as a bayonet. <laughs> I've seen it. <laughs> yeah. It's so cool. So yeah, it it looks cool as fuck and it's cool as fuck to play. It's a big meaty assault rifle. It feels great to shoot and chopping up locust and bad guy and anything in between with it is just so much fun. I have played all five Gears of War games and I've never once got tired of using that chainsaw. Mm. It's so much fun. Wait, wait, where do they actually put the the hand? Obviously, you've got one hand on the trigger. Where does, does it go put, in a slot? Yeah, there's there's the, the, there's a slot so the chainsaw goes around the outside, and you put yeah, your hand so you're holding the, the gun rather yeah. than a chainsaw. Yeah, oh, that makes sense. So I think since around Halo times, there's been a button for a dedicated melee attack. It's become pretty yeah. standard in shooters now, whether it's like a quick knife stab or just a. I think Halo is like an elbow to the face pistol or whip. a pistol whip or something. But this gun took it to the next level so there are in gears you, you do do that you just you do have the pistol whip with other weapons but this thing had the ability to rev up this um chainsaw <laughs> on the end it sounds amazing it looks great and you could just go and stick it through a bad guy and he had <laughs> now that's fucking metal yeah and you had different uh you have different animations depending on whether you attack them from a front from behind whether they're wow. like or kneeling down or whatever so you get various different kill like uh, animations with this and it is satisfying every single time is that yeah. a one it kill yeah if you catch him with well yeah because you put a chainsaw through him and rip him in half yeah but i don't know what <laughs> creatures you fight no there are I mean, some I... that it doesn't affect there are some of the bigger ones yeah. which i have tried because i wanted to see whether you could do it 
It'd be nice if you could chop the legs off. Right, I don't, you can't kill after, a berserker yeah. with it. That would be good if you could actually use it to kind of chop the legs down and yeah. do them over. But mainly the, the ground-based ones, the locust, and a few of the others, I think you can just chop them into little pieces. That's fucking cool. What about in multiplayer? Can you chop the other yep. players? Yep. Fucking hard. I bet if you heard that coming around when you're on a death match. It's very hard <laughs> in multiplayer because that's the thing. It isn't a. It isn't like a normal melee attack, so you can't go up to and press a button B and it, oh, and it right. does it. You actually have to rev up the the chainsaw. Oh. And, and I think a lot of people kind of view it as a last-ditch effort kind of one, but... Risk-reward type If thing. I see a bad guy... I, I only ever play Gears of a campaign. I'm not into the multiplayer, but if yeah. I see a bad guy there and I'm like... I can get there. I just run at them with a chainsaw, yeah, rev it up, and just <laughs> stick it into them. Of course, you fucking do. That's exactly always what you deliberate, do it. always methodical, mm. personal. <laughs> it's really gory, isn't it? Yeah, it's a war yeah. as well. Like blood splattering everywhere. Oh yeah, it's, it's really visceral. Like the the more the series has gone, the more they've like made it look. Oh, that's cool. Like it would do if you stuck a chainsaw in someone's gut and just yeah. and pulled it up their body through their head. <laughs> they, um, they they really did earn that eighteen certificate, didn't they? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I found this quote here that um, says, it was important for us to create a unique silhouette for the Lancer so that it would be easy identifiable and instantly associated with Gears combat, which it is. If you saw that, you know that's the Lancer, you know it's Gears. That- it's on the, it's on the um, title, isn't it? On the logo. Um, on one of them, I'm sure probably. it is. So that was from Cliffy B, the uh, elusive, uh, legendary Cliffy B. Oh. I don't know what he's doing these days. It's a bit of a bell end, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, he, um, he, <laughs> he he went a bit Ridley Scott on on a on younger gamers and what oh, people want. Oh, okay, but but bear in mind, like the last game that he developed was Lawbreakers, which uh, kind of fucking did nothing. <laughs> I've never even heard of it. That, uh, I, I, that, that yeah. was that, that was his attempt at doing a uh, Overwatch kind of hero shooter thing, but he insisted on it being a box product for like forty quid, rather than oh, and uh, just before it came oh. out, Apex Legends came out. For free, did it for free. <laughs> yeah. So, so he, plays exceptional. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, he's you know, I you know, I will be kind of grateful to him for bringing this game and bringing this this gun to uh, to the to us gamers really. So he, he said, oh, obviously, early on in Gears development, we knew that our default gun should be very distinctive, uh, multifunctional, and most importantly, fun to use. And let's be honest, we're all we were all big fans of the Evil Dead, Doom, and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So mix yes. them all together. And what I actually like about Gears of War and this um, gun is it is the default gun. Yeah, this is the gun you start with. You don't start with a shit pistol and have to work your way up to this. This is the standard issue gun that you're given and say, right there you go, go off fun, mm. shoot this meaty Quite gun, a brave yeah. move, isn't yeah. it? Chop chop people in half. <laughs> is, it, is there anything more disappointing in Gears of War though? When like you've had a period of time where you've had to use one of like the special weapons to deal with a big baddie or something, and you find. You go back to find a lancer on the floor and you pick one up and it's just the normal bayonet one. Oh, it's yeah, not the a chainsaw lancer. Fuck that off. No. Oh, there's one without a chainsaw. Yeah, it's yeah. just got a normal bayonet oh. and you just. So this is. Oh, I bet you're fucked off when oh, you find this. So is the Mark, this is the Mark II. So the original one was just a, had a, a knife on the end. It's, Did they ever do anything different with, like, rather than a chainsaw, have, like, a flamethrower on it or no. anything else? Just the two versions of the lancer. Grenade launcher. No. Oh. That's cool. Did anyone yeah. spot it in Ready Player One? Yep. That was that oh. was the highlight of the film for me. <laughs> so, the highlight of the film was the Gundam. Oh, yeah, that was, was good. Wasn't it a Voltron? I thought it was a Gundam, if I recall. I might be wrong. I don't know. I, was, I uh, recall I, it being a Gundam. I was seeing red throughout the whole thing. 
<laughs> yeah, so- I think it was an RX model Gundam. I'm not sure because I've only seen that film once. Not very good. No. <laughs> yeah, it it, it kind of I, I think it's cool to use. I think it's a great gun to play with. I enjoy playing with it. I enjoy chopping fools up with it, and it's uh, it just kind of pulls the full package together for me. So I've not played. I remember playing the first one when it first came out with a pal at his house. He had a 360. And all I can recall was how impressive this co-op was on his big um, CRT telly. You know, one of them big heavy ones yeah. that were weighed more than a house. And I, I, this is just really going back into my brain. Like, we were escaping a prison, I think. Yep. That's right at the beginning. And <laughs> yep, first level. All right. <laughs> Last level. <laughs> and I got one of these, and I remember I, I couldn't. I feel like this might just be my head. You, you, you ran at them while you were doing it. Yeah, yeah. And I kept mess, I kept missing them because you were running in a straight line and I didn't time it right. But then again, I might be just thinking wrong. Just shit, mate. Yeah, there, there is that. There is that, yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, you don't do shooters. The, the, the mechanics have obviously been perfected and bettered. Of course they will have, yeah. You know, the series. So, but I, yeah, I always go back to it. I always feel like, I think you can carry two guns and gears, can't you? And always yeah. one of them, for me, always seems to be the Lancer. I like the games where you can only carry two. It, it, it's, it's, that, that, that was Halo originally, wasn't it? Yeah, still Halo, Halo now. You only get two guns. And I, I, I love that. I don't like having like Leon Kennedy in Resident Evil 4 with his invisible briefcase <laughs> full of rocket launchers yeah. and sniper rifles. Uh, Lara Croft, she managed that. to hold everything in. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> On a hit. Yeah. See, I, I, I have a honourable mention later that I, for this. Is I'll just mention it quickly mm. now instead. The Hydra gun in Halo Infinite. I've kept that as my secondary weapon throughout the whole campaign. That's a great gun because it's such a good gun and it's it's great at long distance and short distance and it Which destroys enemies. The Hydra. Is it new to that game? Because I can't. I think it, it is new. I well, I've never played. Halo 4 and 5, so to me it's new because it wasn't in 3. Uh, okay. But you... For me, on the, when the Halos I play, I used to like the needler gun yeah. and the uh, just the, the standard assault rifle. Oh yeah, the really battle rifle's good. decent. Well, yeah. the assault rifle, sorry, battle rifle's better, but you get the Hydra from the first boss, you pick it up when you kill him, oh. and I've just run with it ever since. But yeah, but my um, least favourite weapon, I'm just going to say two words, and that is Blue Shell. <laughs> That's mine you get. <laughs> well, we can talk about it together if you'd like. Because this thing is an absolute dog shit weapon in a <laughs> Mario Kart. Everyone knows how much I love Mario Kart. And how competitive you are. Why should I be punished in first position? Because some slow cunt at the back is terrible at the game, gets a blue shell and fires yeah. it on me and doesn't benefit from it. If they were benefiting for kids, man. Nah, nah, if, no, that's not the blue shell is bullshit. If if you if you benefit from uh, the red shell or the green shell or something, fair fair dues because you're right. You have More to be right behind the person to benefit from that. Yeah. The blue shell is just punishing people in first place for no reason whatsoever. And nine times out of ten, it, it's right at the end of the. You're in first. You, you right, well, you have to be. It, it's only hits per people in, in first position. Is that all it does? Yeah. I thought it was it, just no. It just targets of, yeah. anyone in first position. Oh, don't get me wrong. I've been hit by it many times. But you, and you end can just up... never recover either because it's always on the last lap. Yeah. Or at times yeah, you yeah. get hit right before you're about to finish, and then someone overtakes you, and it's like, well, whoever's yeah. fired that hasn't gained an advantage, hasn't got anything. Because yeah, you out only of this. get it's that ridiculous. weapon when you're really at the back, anyway, yeah. don't you? It's like, yeah, you're right there. That's that's really t- ter- that's not yeah. terrible, 
terrible weapon it is. Absolutely pointless. And Can you not turn it off? Nope. Nope. It's the worst addition they ever made to Mario Kart. Have you got defense against it? Nope. Uh, you, no. There is only one way I've ever been able to get away from it, and I think is that, that letting someone overtake you. I, <laughs> right, that is the tactic. You slow down. <laughs> can, you not do a, can, you not, can you not do a banana? No, you can. Not a blue one. You can with a red one, I think. Yeah. I think if you, got, if you had a star, but you'd never have a star in first position anyway. No, or not a chance. I think in Mario Kart 8, you can avoid it if you go into flight mode as it's going to hit you. You might get lucky and it might try to hit the ground as you're taking off yeah. over a jump. That's the only time it's you can do it. Racing, it does sometimes hit the wall. Something that does something very similar. Yeah, you can. There's no shield though, like in Mario, is there? There are some. There's a uh, horn you can use to it'll stop them. Oh, that's it. Yeah, and yeah. you can use uh, you can drag things behind you. So if someone fires a red or blue, sh- uh, sorry, green shot, yeah, and it hits that. Yeah, it, if you got one behind it, you, it hits yeah. the thing behind you, so it acts as a shield. But the blue shell is. There is no way, as far as I'm aware, there is no way of stopping it unless you're lucky. You just get lucky. So the, the tactic... Because you can't, you can't outrun it either because you can't be that fast. No, you can't. Full, mm. no. It will always you full you. power sliding. The only yeah, thing to do is to stop, slow down and... Ho- and let somebody and, take and, over. No, because it still targets you. So if someone goes into first position, it's still you that it no hits. No way! So you have to slow down in hope that the person behind you gets caught up in the blast as well. And then That's you can... ridiculous. Yeah. This is why so, I've had to ban myself from playing Mario Kart with friends because I just, <laughs> it fucking cheats. And if I lose for unfair reasons like that, I'm not going to get over it. Like, it's not fun. Yeah, it's it's not fun. That's why Crash Team Racing is the better game. Crash Team Racing is that garbage. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I played Crash Team again, Biggie. I don't think it's that good at all. <gasps> I'm sorry. But yeah, I agree. It is, it's an unfair cheat it is pointless why why does the person who's in 11th get to stop the person who's in front i do remember playing good. Uh, my, <laughs> my my daughter on it on the on eight um on the switch and she's she's not very good obviously and she just kept getting blue shell after blue shell after blue shell after, and i'm just ah oh, because i know it's artificial like rubber banding type thing isn't it to get get the the person lasts some but everyone has as a you chance said, I, I, I never I never thought of there's no advantage to hitting the first player. No. It makes no sense. I never even thought of that. It should Other realistic than friendships. Yeah. Realistically it should hit maybe whoever's in front of you. No not even that, maybe maybe like two or three positions in front of you at least, because then they get they get knocked, you can to take, gain some gain advantage. advantage over it, but you don't by hitting the first player. The only people that gain advantage is if anyone's in second or third and they're close behind. Luckily, I'm Did so Miyamoto good at the game that Mar- I get Mario hit Kart. and it's fine. Is, is it Miyamoto <laughs> that creates it? I think it is, isn't it? He created it. He's, he's on, he, hasn't, he doesn't work well, on it now. Whoever directs it now, we need to email him and tell him to stop. Because no one's probably ever thought of that. racing. When you fire no. the spark <laughs> off, it takes all the cars <laughs> out him. along the way. Crash, so that's Crash Team Racing. What are we talking about that for? The that, the, but it takes out. No, but, the, yeah, but Biggie, they, they've had that. They've had that in Mario Kart since the start. That does that. The shrinker. Just you're just describing the shrinker there. No, it's yeah. the one yeah, yeah, that takes that. everybody out. So that's what yeah, I'm yeah. saying. That's they, they had that in Mario Kart years ago. Years ago, mate. Shell, so. Years ago. Just copying, copying the best. They, what they did do <laughs> is drop the blue shell because it's not fun to play. Whereas Crash Team Racing, neither is Crash Team Racing. Fun game to play. <laughs> 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 anyway, yeah, I, like 
I made my point. I'm just going around in circles here, but it's an absolute bullshit weapon. I agree with you, mate. It's, Completely it's, it's agree. Shy. I never, I never thought of it how you thought of it. Where, yeah, he, he just gives you no advantage because you're usually at the back. <laughs> that's, that's mind-boggling. That that's blown my mind. Yeah. It's a wank weapon, <laughs> and you always know it's coming as well because she doesn't indicate it's above noisy. you. And you're like, for fuck's sake! <laughs> like, oh, that's so sad. Absolutely. Oh, bless you, sticky. Shit game. Well, moving on to uh, Candy then. Uh, so mine is the Object of Power 1-KE, the service weapon from Control. Mm. Um, who here has played... Love it. Who here has played Control? Loved it. And the DLC. I haven't, yeah. I, briefly, I absolutely but... absorbed the whole thing. It's on the it's on the, the list of many, many games to play. Yeah. I keep I buying one new of the ones games instead. Of... <laughs> it's one of the best games of last year. I, I would agree. But um, anyway, for the sake of you, Stig, um, I'm going to have to explain this weapon with as... <clears throat> Little context as possible, um, because Control is <laughs> one of those games where it really kind of pays to go in blind. I went in completely blind, and um, I think it was the right way to go. Um, so if some things I say don't make perfect sense, you just kind of go with it, because if I do explain it, it'll ruin it. Um, and the reason I chose this weapon in particular is, is more the concept behind it. Um, it's not like the coolest looking weapon, although it's pretty cool. Um, so the service weapon, it's aka the director's gun. It's the main weapon you wield and control. Um, it's able to take on various forms, and it also ties you to this astral plane. And to be able to wield the weapon, the border control must first deem you worthy. So as a test, the gun has to be held to your head, um, or the, can- the candidate's head. If the candidate doesn't meet the requirements, or it doesn't meet the board's approval, they're shot dead and killed. Or if you are deemed worthy of owning the object, you automatically become the new director of the Federal Bureau of Control. Worst um, job is... interview ever. <laughs> yes. I don't know how I've had worse. <laughs> <laughs> Although sometimes you kind of wish you had just... Anyway. Um, <laughs> compared to some jobs. Um, and there's, there's a suggestion that those deemed worthy are generally people that are able to kind of harness its power for their own gain. Um, people to, that are able to absorb and use the objects of power. Um, it is weird how how it, it subverts the you're not the chosen one. You're you're the one that's got most ruthlessness. Yeah, and it's, that, it's weird how, how that's how it, it's, it's against that trope, isn't it? You're not you're not Link with the Master Sword. You're this, this you're a flawed person, basically. and you're just one of a few people they've got lined up because throughout the career, yes. the directors are. Um, they're often tested and they have to do the same kind of test of their worthiness as they go. So at any time they could kind of be uh, taken out by the Russian roulette. So often you've got other candidates kind of um, lining up. Um, but it's it's in its current form that you play with in control, it's a, sh- it's a shape-shifting firearm whilst it's in your possession. Yeah. Um, it can assume a variety of different forms um, with different applications. Um, it's also implied that it wasn't always a gun as well. It, it sort of took... The form of whatever. Yeah, the the board the board mentioned it says pen, it says um, sword, gun. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's, it's kind of the general. So the pen is mightier than collective... the sword unless it's a gun. <laughs> it's a play. It's a play on the word, isn't it? Because the board, the the, the board are a thing altogether. It's they're an entity that doesn't really have the same grasp on mm. English as we do. They see English as a circle rather than. Uh, do you know what I mean? A, a language that goes from It's so hard to, right. to explain how cool yeah. it is without... It's a bit like Arrival. Yeah. 
it's a, it's so hard to explain how cool it is without giving too much away. Um, yeah. But essentially, it's kind of like perceived as, as an appropriate personal weapon given in any given that's historical that, era. That's a good explanation. So yeah, it could be yeah. like a sword uh, before times of firearms, and it's it you know it could be hinted that previous wielders may have influenced the service weapon to manifest as weapons from myths and folklore. That, so like Mjolnir or Excalibur. Yeah. There's one of there's one of the uh, one of the logs you can read where it says during the Cold War service weapon was a pen because that was when it was signing documents the most dangerous weapon. That's so fucking cool. Stuff like that. Just, that's what that's what so I mean. Clever. Just the idea behind it rather than the actual weapon itself because control is so such a cool. clever and original idea. Um, it, it, like I said, it's hard to explain, but just if you haven't played it, please do. And when you say to people, the whole game is in one building. But it's so pretty, but, but so bland yeah. as well, though, isn't it? It's so sort of yeah. sparse, but at the same time, like you really get that sense of how big the building is. Especially when you play the DLC as well. Whew. I haven't actually yet, and I need to. The Alan Wake DLC, you're, I will blow your mind. I would like my mind to be blown more with control. It's so <laughs> good. Oh, I think it's better than the main game. Yeah, I've heard other people say that, actually. And uh, some of the side bosses as well, like the ones that you don't even yeah. have to do, are better than the, the main bosses that are in the game. Absolutely. Um, but the, the power of the weapon itself is actually influenced by the user's, user's psychic powers. They're known as uh, para-utilitarians. That's yeah. right, isn't it? That's yeah. exactly what it is, yeah. Um, so it's their, it's their concentration to manifest the power itself. So it's as versatile as the imagination of the one who wields it. So in control, it can take on... Six different forms. So you've got grip, which is a standard firearm, like your standard revolver. Pistol. Um, Shatter, which is like the sort of shotgun version. Spin, which is a rapid fire form. Pierce charges a single uh, shot capable. It like destroys uh, buildings, basically. Charge is three powerful um, rounds to a single point. And then surge fires sticky grenades, basically. So it's a gun from another dimension. You're able to take on new forms at all will. With ammunition that um, recharges indefinitely, so it kind of fires a piece of itself, and you sort of, um, if you do look closely, you, you sort of almost see itself rebuild yeah, um, yeah. when it fires yeah. itself out. And it's um, and it's been wielded by heroes throughout history. Did you? There's, the, oh, I don't know. I don't know if this is the DLC or the main game. There's, there's a log that you pick up again, where it says six hundred and sixty-five people have wielded the. Service weapon. I think that's in, that's that is in the main in, game. Yeah, that is. The yeah, main and game. and obviously the the person that you play is in the main. It's six hundred and sixty six. So the number of the oh beast. Oh my god! Oh my god! But yeah, so good. Please play Control. <clears throat> I think I think it's exceptional, and Remedy's probably the best game, isn't it? I'd say it's Remedy's best game. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens yeah. with the new Alan Wake. But it actually really creeped me out as well. I've spoken about it before, and it's not a horror game. But I was so surprised like by hiss, it. When you play it with headphones and, and the hiss and the whispering. That's what got and, me. I wasn't expecting it at all. There's that bit when uh, near the beginning and, it, and, it's, and, it's, and this one, one of them whispering and it's just whispering a shopping list. Because it's, it, they're kind of... Apples. It's not <laughs> it's nonsense like, <laughs> that they're whispering, but it's... There's words in there. Yeah, it kind of makes sense, but not in a way that you would put it together in a sentence necessarily. Yeah, it's it's so fucking good. And the way they're just like floating there as well, and just this hiss is coming out of them. They're just floating. Oh, yeah, I need to yeah, go back to play it. So that. good. I started it and I play the I DLC. The right it's so to play it. fucking good. So yeah, I need to go back. 
Yeah, you do. Also, with the DLC, just a reminder, you you don't need to um, complete the game to do it. It's just, do you know how halfway through the game you unlock the elevator that lets you go everywhere? It's just a floor. It's just an extra floor. That's what the DLC is. And you go on that floor, and then that's the story in there. So good. Yeah. And I don't need to talk about my least favorite weapon because I already have. (laughs) (laughs) What was it? The blue shell? The blue bloody shell. (laughs) (laughs) Hate it. Cunt's weapon. And then finally over it to you, It is a weapon uh, of cunts. Sir Gadget. Okay, so for my favourite weapon, um, I'm just going to read you the, uh, the, the lore description of it. Uh-oh. One of the trick weapons of the workshop commonly used in the hunting business. This saw, effective at drawing the blood of beasts, transforms into a long cleaver that makes use of centri- centrifugal force. The saw, with its set of blood-letting teeth, has become a symbol of the hunt and only grows in effectiveness the more grotesquely transformed the beast. Yes, I'm talking about the saw cleaver from Bloodborne. <laughs> Stay back, foul beast! <laughs> oh, it's all your fault! All that kind of thing. Yeah, um, the saw cleaver from Bloodborne, it's an iconic weapon. It's on the character art. It is, weirdly enough for a From Software game, it's the, it's the weapon you get first, and it's probably the best weapon in the whole game. <laughs> Potentially the weapon you get first. Well, yeah, you can choose the, the threaded cane if you want, but who does, the, who does that unless you're a psychopath? Hi, psychopath. Um, <laughs> the thing with Bloodborne's weapons, uh, all Bloodborne's weapons are trick weapons. They all have two functions to them. So some of them are incredible. For instance, the Kirk Hammer is this great big bloody stone hammer. But if you press the trick weapon button, he puts it on his back and pulls a sword out of the out of the out of the handle. And it's a proper long sword. It's a proper long well, sword as well, because the Kirk Hammer's fucking enormous. Um, yeah. <laughs> but the sword cleaver. Um, if you if you look at an image of it, it's basically it's a curved handle with a with a long thick blade wrapped up with with kind of bandage and kind of grime and muck on it, and you hold it and you basically he basically swipes it up in front of his face and the blade is on the outer edge. But when you're in the middle of a fight, you can hit a one two combo, then hit the trick button, and the blade flicks out long and you can knock enemies back out the way of you. It's fucking phenomenal. It's almost a spear at yeah. that point, isn't it's, it? Yeah, it, and it extends out to about eight foot long, and it means you can really get some space yeah. around you when you know, you're in the ta- cramped streets of Yarnum and you've got Yarnumites all kind of like crowding in around you. Oh! Um, and yeah, it's, just, it's, it's a weapon that I enjoy using most. Probably my, probably my favourite weapon in all of the FromSoft games. Really? Oh yeah, it's just so fucking satisfying, and also because like for the first half of the game, when you're fighting mostly beasts, it also um, builds up their uh, insanity meter. So you can like, (laughs) so the more you use it, the bigger combos you do, you gradually do more and more damage to each beast as you fight it. So Mm -hmm. especially when you're fighting stuff like the cleric beast, the bloodstarved beast, um, and uh, Vicar Amelia, all beasts. Uh, when, especially those three bosses, you are exponentially doing more damage the longer you can keep a combo going. Yeah, and that's that's what makes this weapon so good because not all the weapons in the game do this. No, um, it's it's a fucking. I don't think the great design. axe does, does it? The, uh, the no, the, hunt, the, the, the hunter's axe doesn't. No, but that's that, the, one's a, that, that one's a that's boring the one I use first. It's longer. Yeah, that's the one I used for when I first played it because it's got good crowd control. And then I played it again, and I've always had the threaded cane because I just think it's pimp. <laughs> I mean, it is. You can have you can have a top hat, a long trench coat, and a threaded cane. But my favourite weapon in that game is the Whirly Gig. I mean, the Whirly Gig's always good, but I've never managed to get used to it. Pizza slicer. It's a massive so pizza good. slicer. It's so good. <laughs> but also, you get it in the DLC, which is the hardest part of the game. I mean, that DLC is psychotic. 
No, you can do you can do crazy um, death runs to pick it up and then die and then play it in the main game. Oh, I know that. That's what uh, I do. But yeah, the, the soul cleaver is just a, it's a it's a weapon that I just enjoy using. Like every time I play Bloodborne, I just go for the same build. It's a strength build using the soul cleaver, and I just like to fuck shit up with it. It is the best build strength by far. Yes, that's uh, pretty much how I'll play Elden Ring. Probably yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll to, pick to a strong honest, character that I can fuck shit up with because I don't want it to be too tricky yeah. or difficult. <laughs> I mean, most most of the Souls games, like you, you, they tend there tends to be a starting class which is either quite strong, like a two handed weapon that you can fuck shit up with, use the pyromancer, or a strong magic user. Um, yeah. Those there, there tends to be those um, those classes there which are the easy mode, mm, or at least yeah. the mode with the least resistance well, at the big, early early game. You saw the class that I chose for our. D and D podcasts. Are you I'll making Stigveld? <laughs> yeah, that pretty much gives you an idea of where I'm going. <laughs> Axe. Axes are good in Souls games, though, so you'll be fine. Yeah, the slow. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, my my second favorite weapon in all the Souls games is the uh, Zweihander in Dark Souls One. Oh, that's such a good weapon. <laughs> it's an amazing weapon, and it requires like twenty four strength to use or something like that. Oh, it's I, like how it, I like how it says in. It, you have you, you have actually it. picked it up. Oh, yeah. You picked it up. It's. It's in the, it's in the bit of the graveyard next to Filing Shrine when you're on the way down yes. to the catacombs. Um, I like how yeah. it states though it's it's not a particularly sharp sword, but it's blunt damage. <laughs> it's like a truck. It's it it is an eight foot long sword that you have to two hand to use. I think um, you can you can stab with it, can't you? On the double handed R two, uh, I think you can thrust on I one of the so. games at least. I don't think it's in the first Dark Souls, but either, yeah, the one no. in the first Dark Souls, I, I love doing builds with that one because it is just so obscene. And it's like, ridiculous, if you can beat, that sword. If you can beat some of the faster bosses with like my crowning achievement to the point where I just stopped the playthrough because I knew I wouldn't do any better, was beating Manus with a Zweihander. Really? Yeah, that's a, and he's a fast boss. That. That's, a that's, a, that's a disadvantage. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I did yeah. it with a Taurus Greatsword, but that's cheating. Yeah, that is cheating. Notorious <laughs> Greatsword's design is great, but I just don't like using it. It's cheating, um, that's why. There you go, Biggie. Take note of that. I want No, Biggie should have got the Drake sword. You should have got the Drake sword early on. It's too late now. You've gone too far. Yeah, brilliant. Thanks, mate. So, <laughs> well, I tried to warn you. You didn't listen. So my, my least favourite weapon, I'm going to think a little bit outside the box with this one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because it's not a video game. It's from a film. Uh-oh. My My weapon that I hate the most, I hate the most, from Star Wars The Force Awakens, Starkiller Base. <laughs> <laughs> Such a shit name as well. That's not a planet, that's a space station. It's no, it's planet. not a space station, it's a fucking planet. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was. It is the fucking that. worst idea. It, like, I really like The Force Awakens. I, I know it's just a retelling of A New Hope. It's a fun little fine. film, isn't it? But it's a fun little film, nice special effects, some cool sequences. Love the sequence on the on the um, on the salvage barge thing where uh, Han and Chewie are having a run from the monsters that yeah, are being released. I like yeah, that. That's one. great. Fun. I like that. Great fun. But Star Killer. Okay, so Star Killer Base. I've been reading up on uh, on uh, on Wikipedia about. Uh, <laughs> is that <laughs> what it's called? That's what it's called. <laughs> oh, that is incredible. Uh, <laughs> Star Killer Base, also called the Star Killer, was a base located on the forested ice planet of Ilum, rich in kyber crystals. That was located in the unknown regions. That's what the lore is that they put down. They, it's co- it's just a place in the unknown regions. Yeah, the unknown regions. What's that mean? Regions. It means the it's first, unknown. It's unknown, <laughs> but like, Vinny. If it's unknown, then how does how do they find it? Exactly. It's the in first a order. A re- <laughs> <laughs> the first order, a regime that believed themselves to be the s- successors to the ideals of the Galactic Empire, 
converted the planet into a base of operations owing to its unique energy-transmitting crystalline deposits and used it to house a superweapon capable of destroying entire star systems. The superweapon consumes suns as a power source. Its mobility was that. provided by rocket ports on the far side of it. This is a planet that can fly between solar systems, sucks up a star, and casts magic fire across the fucking galaxy. <laughs> I hate that it sucks up stars. I hate that. It's, it's like, so stupid. The repercussions are like... They're like, oh my god, it can rip through four planets. I'm like, it's just sucked up a star. That means that complete <laughs> system's gone. Well, that's the whole point. It's trying to defeat the system. But the the thing is, I, I made reference to this in our Discord, didn't I? That yeah, this is in what that we're going film. To it, they see, they watch the base kill various planets in real yeah. time. I'm like, yeah. that's not how space or light no, it works. Isn't. While the slow-moving energy moves halfway across the galaxy and layers stood on uh, at the base watching it destroy planets that have it'd several take hundred... weeks, wouldn't it? It'd several hundred weeks. light years away from it. It could, yeah. take, it could take years. That's why it's yeah. called like a light year. Like it, These are... You literally <laughs> might not be able to see that for thousands, hundreds of thousands, in millions of years you might not see that. Yeah. But, but Star Wars logic. <laughs> exactly. But everything it, is so close together. But it's, How many parsecs did it take to do the Kessel Run? You know what I mean? <laughs> Dude, it's got a laser that comes out of a handle that stops. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> true. The thing, the thing is, because this fucking new Star Wars saga lore pisses me off in general anyway. So mm. I looked into it. The Unknown Regions, also referred to as Unknown Space, the Unknown Territories, the Unknowns, <laughs> and the Outer Reaches, was a region of the galaxy located in the galactic west beyond the Outer Rim. For start, galaxies don't have north, south, east, west. I'm going to say the four-dimensional. <laughs> Largely unexplored throughout galactic history, it remained a mystery to space travellers and served as a source of tales and wonders. Yet somehow the, the fucking First Order arrived there. Right, okay. okay. How can they, how can they know when they why know about no one it? Ever thought, why has no one ever thought, oh, let's go you know, chart those stars over there? No one's ever done it. You know, oh, we can't go there. Why? It's uncharted. We're not allowed. See, we get a visible barrier. They're all flying ships that can fly at, the, at warp speed and whatever, like at light speed. Yeah, FTL. There is surely there is no area that's unknown, really. Yeah, the space that is ever expanding. Know, you would call an unknown region anywhere. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah they'll get like a Sky News update where it says unknown regions breaking news is now. It the would be known called Sky News. It would be called Star News. <laughs> So the, th- the thing is for Starkiller Base, it is a fucking hollowed out planet with a massive trench down the middle designed to look like the- a bigger version of the Death Star. But the way, it's, it's, the way it sucks up energy from a local star to fire its, its, its massive weapon, it pulls in energy from the star into like an exhaust port thing on the back of the planet. There's this huge tube running through the entire core of it, which mm. amplifies the power, and then it fires it out the firing chamber, right? No. It's a hollowed out planet that would just collapse in on itself. It <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Wouldn't the it's description weird that it's got of trees a sun create a black well, hole? It? Yeah, it's still got it's got still got flora and fauna on that planet mm. somehow. Yeah, exactly. Somehow it's still some an atmosphere, pl- even though they've hollowed it out. Exactly. <laughs> Where the it fuck is its, gra- its molten core? Exactly. It wouldn't have any gravity because it's not spinning. It's not. It doesn't have the mass <laughs> to support that because you've hollowed out the fucking planet. So I hate it. I so hate it. just just. For your, just for the listeners and for yourself as well, I just had a quick look at how many megatons are like of energy our sun holds, 
So it says, um, it is produces a poem worthy sunsets and as much energy as one trillion megaton bombs every second. So that, that's too that, much. That planet would have to be able to hold over <laughs> exactly. a trillion megaton worth of energy. <laughs> like that's it's, it's stupid. It doesn't make any sense. Right, it, it makes zero sense. It's that was as crap. We all need to understand this. <laughs> that was is bad. Yeah, well, Star yeah. Wars. Just it, not not all Star Wars is bad, but the, the, there is there is some stuff that it some stuff that you can take with a pinch of salt or suspended disbelief for. But I remember seeing this and thinking, this is just the stupidest thing in the world. I thought the Death like, Star was they, stupid. They, 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 they tried to wreck on the law and all sure. that to say like the, the, like the reason for the massive trench down the middle of this planet, which got turned into a super weapon, was because the Empire mined the shit out of this planet to build Star Destroyers. I'm like, no, fuck off. <laughs> fuck the fuck off. <laughs> yeah. Death Star's not stupid, Oodles. Shut up. The, Death Star um, is stupid. That's cool. As, 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 a, as a slight... Um, um, Honorable mention before we get to the Patreon bit. I will also say there is one particular lightsaber that I think is the worst weapon ever, and that's Cal Kestis's one from Jedi Fallen Order. Because how the fuck do stormtroopers parry a lightsaber? Ah, yeah, ah they do though. They, they do. There is a, a material that can parry a lightsaber. So yeah, it's, fine. it's called um, Man- the the unknown the material. Mandalorians wear it. I- Iridium so or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's a, a known. It's a thing. It's yeah, a thing. It's a now, thing. Is it? Well, it's a thing now. <laughs> I haven't seen the Mandalorian, so fair enough. I've seen them. They've got like a lot of them wear gauntlets that can like. Yeah, I just they're... thought it was incredibly stupid when I played. No, the game. there's a there's there is material. I don't know that what was it's in um, material that could. That was in Knights of the Old Republic as well. You could you could like fair enough. Well, I thought you were just going to say Kylo Ren's because that's very impractical. Yeah, he cut his own wrist off. Yeah, yeah. Why have laser hilts? There's no need in it. Looks cool though. I think that's the problem with Star Wars. It all looks cool as fuck, but there's no practicality. This is why I like Star Trek better. I think it's more, it's just, yeah, it's not as fun, but, yeah, Starkiller yeah, Base. Uh, but anyway, yeah, Starkiller Base is just I wonder if there's anyone stupid. listening to this that actually thinks it's cool and they're like, oh my God, that's so cool. I love I, I, it. I, I get the feeling someone did some concept art of it, and that's where J.J. Abrams went, yes, we'll do this. You know, it's oh, like, I forgot it was J.J. Abrams. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's a J.J. Abrams. Remember the Death Star? Yeah, that, but bigger, 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 More much, trees. much bigger. Has it, got, has it got a trench with a weak spot that you can fire a torpedo into to destroy it? Yes. I always just thought <laughs> the, 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 the coolest, the coolest, I don't know, people are not, obviously, Stig likes, Stig likes the Death Star, but I think the coolest Empire... Is the Super Star Destroyer? That's so fucking cool. Oh, Super Star Destroyer was epic. Love yeah. that. So fucking cool. How big it was compared to normal Star Destroyers. That's what I'm all about. Yeah, but the, the fucking... Death Star was like <sighs> it's a planet ender and stuff. But That's it made, no it moon, made more it's a sense. Space station. It made more sense because it it just charged up its energy to yeah planet. Yeah, yeah I, I did like that about it. Energy it was from no a sun. Yeah, there's no magic, was it? It was just pure energy. Yeah, I, I did like that about it. And it could blow one planet up at a time and it couldn't do it constantly. Yeah. Yeah, it made more sense. And I like the interior decor of the, the Death Star. It's cool. Very industrial goth, wasn't it? Oh, yes. And the, and the ooh, ooh, when the alarm goes off. I love the alarm and Star Wars. A little mouse bot just, uh, just yeah. sitting around. <laughs> yeah. What, what do they yeah, do, like those things? Clean. Well, they're basically. Or maybe Roombas, they're like. They? No, I, f- I thought they were like the, the past messages on like little 
Oh, I, don't know. I don't know what half the droids do. Like they're just wandering Nobody around. Nobody does. <laughs> Well, and they've well, all got anxiety as well, don't they? The droid. Yeah. Yeah. That droid that just walks around and goes bonk. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? Don't say anything against bonk. bonk. It's, bonk's it's amazing. It is kind of funny, isn't it, for a um, civilization that's so advanced in technology and everything else. All yeah. the droids really aren't that fast. <laughs> yeah. They don't let them get too clever, did they? They just thought, you, yeah, you are clever, but you're still on like little roller yeah, but casters. Then there's, there's droids that exist like General fucking Grievous. It's like, why can't they all be like him? Well, he's an anomaly, and he so they are them them droideckers from episode one. Why can't they all be like that? Why can't you get a protocol droid that's like that? You get R two D two. He's actually quite intelligent, but speaks like he's having a brain fart. <laughs> yeah, like why? Can't... Or, you, or you get C three PO just bleeps. trying to do his best and get mugged off at every available opportunity. <laughs> oh my! Oh my! Oh my. <laughs> Here we've strayed straight into our best, our worst robots episode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think we'll end oh, it there, gosh. guys. Uh, take it away, Oodles. Uh, I was going to let you do the honours. I'll do it. Uh, let's open that big uh, Star Destroying sized fucking sack of filth that you've got it, there, Gadget. Luge it all over a, us. There's a lot of it. People, <laughs> people have gotten into this one, so we're going to rattle through these quickly. Uh, Super Natty Cat has said, uh, favourite weapon, the Leviathan Axe. Ooh. Currently playing through God of War, aiming for the Platinum before Ragnarok arrives, and it's just a beautiful weapon. The enchantment stones you can use, you can actually see when uh, when they are placed inside the handle. Always There's a full-blown story that is slowly revealed by Brock and Sindri, and I now associate the axe with the Kratos character more than the Chaos Blades. Yeah. Um, can I just say one thing about the Leviathan axe that I forgot to mention? And yeah. it's one thing I've mentioned on this podcast before. You can actually see where it clips onto his back. You can, it's yeah. It's got a little hook. Yeah. And I hate it when games... Skyrim it does put a sword on the back and it's magically just stuck to the back. I hate Magnets. That. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you could say that, couldn't Magic. you? But yeah. She she goes on to say finishing moves are bussing and there's nothing more satisfying than ramming your axe straight through the sphenoid bone of a massive ogre looking motherfucker. Yes. My stream isn't called Leviathan Axe and Chill for no reason. <laughs> this thing hits like therapy. That's uh, that word again, bussing. What's that mean? Bussin. Bussin. Um, it's your explain what Bussy, I know what a bussy is. Boy pussy. A oh, fucking man. hell, man. <laughs> That's what it is. So bussing's probably something to do with boy pussy. No, it doesn't. It just means like it's like the chef Young kiss. Young people. Like it's, it's great kind of thing. Oh, and... Um, Jesus Christ, a, doodles. A note, That's what it means. A note to Super Natty Cat as well. Can you please, 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 please send it in an email, not in six threads on Twitter. <laughs> she does it on purpose. She even sent right. the Discord. Yeah, she, she she's carried on saying least favorite weapon took some thinking. I'm going to go with the sheep or super sheep from Worms Armageddon. <laughs> yeah, fuck I'm a huge fan of it actually, but for the reason is my least favorite is because I can't fucking use it. If anyone else uses it on me, I'm dead immediately. But if I use it, no chance. First, I realized the super sheep directions are backwards, so I either just hit my hit myself or it flies straight <laughs> to the ground. <laughs> if it's a normal sheep, it just plops in the water or gets stuck on a jagged rock. But for some reason, yeah. I can't leave the thing alone. Call me a sheep shacker Welsh lass all you want, <laughs> but when given the option of either simple karate punch a guy into the water or take a few steps back and aggressively use a super sheep at the expense of myself, I pick the sheep every time. Hate it. It's all about that holy hand grenade on worms, isn't it? Mm. I, I, oh. I never was, <laughs> I was never good with the sheep. It's exactly No, same. I weren't. You, you let it go, and then it started bouncing back to you, and you'd be like, no, fuck off. And then it, the timer <laughs> or whatever had run out, and you'd just get hurt, and you're like, what a waste of a girl. I always remember <laughs> wasting time with it. 
like, I'm going to get a good position with a rocket pack or the other the, uh, grappling hook. I'm like, fuck, I've got two seconds left. And it's just, <laughs> fuck it, banana. Woof. I I think the next time we, we have a meetup, we need to make sure there's a copy of Worms on the go. Oh, yeah. I've got, I think I've got every game of Worms exists. I, I really like Worms. And that Worms uh, Rumble that they, they did recently is really good. Pretty sure I got a copy free on Epic or Amazon. It's really, it's really fun, but I bought a it's, worms, it's not NFT, Worms. You... Actually. <laughs> oh, I bet you have. It's not the Worms that you remember. The, it's, it's obviously a really fast-paced multiplayer one. Really good. Uh, moving on, Terrestrial Extra has said, whereas there may be more powerful Infinity Gauntlet, a more useful portal gun, a more destructive BFG, my favourite has to be a lightsaber. An elegant weapon for a more civilised age. <laughs> I wanted to make sure the Shaker Slate got a mention too. Versatile, powerful and pocket-sized, but that's not a weapon. <laughs> Shaker Slate, it is. You can still, still d- weaponize it. What is it? Yeah, I don't think that one counts. Magnet, mag- mag- magnetize, it's got... Did you ask what it was, Stig? Yeah, what's it? It's from Zelda. The tablet and, and, and Breath of the Wild. I've played two Zelda games. I've played... We'll get onto Breath of the Wild yeah, later. I know that one. Tune into Patreon for that. Uh, <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> Terrestrial Extra also says, least favourite has got to be the pistol you start off with in any, any, any FPS. Yeah. Well, I mean, not yeah. that uh, Halo Combat Evolved, that, that pistol takes you right to the end of that game. <laughs> That's a good pistol, yeah. yeah. That is a very good pistol. I've got, I like the pistol on the Doom 2016 as well. I've got, no, but I've got that in my, in my least favourite starter pistols uh, in all games. <laughs> a lot of them uh, are starter absolutely pistols, boring. Useless. There is only oh, one game. set of starter pistols but, I like. Tune into the Patreon to hear that. Tune in. <laughs> uh, Kilby Wild has said, uh, favourite, the noisy cricket from Men in Black, the battle rifle from Halo, Trinity yes. Ghoul from Diablo 2. Yeah. Oh, Diablo 2 or hell. Destiny 2? There's just a D2. I'm assuming it's Diablo Destiny 2. Destiny 2. Destiny 2, probably. Destiny 2, yeah. Any weapon I imbue with fire damage enchantment in Skyrim or Oblivion and co- <laughs> sorry, any weapon I imbue with the fire damage enchantment in Skyrim or Oblivion and call the Burninator. <laughs> uh, <laughs> heavy weapons with splash Skyrim. damage and plasma yeah. guns. Uh, least favourite, anything that takes a long time to charge up and the Death Star. <laughs> See? Not everyone loves the Death Star. Death Star's, I like the Death Star. It's a good concept. It's a, uh, Silly. Lee, Lee Davies has said my favourite weapon is Ash's chainsaw arm in Evil Dead 2 and 3. So iconic and groovy. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Least favourite weapon is the blue shell from Mario Kart. I'm sure this will already be mentioned. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yep. <laughs> mentioned hard. I do like Ash's boomstick as well. Yes. Yeah, the boomstick's good. But then he has gone on to say, can I change my answer for least favourite weapon to the power of Christ from the Exodus? Uh, Exorcist. <laughs> <laughs> from the Exodus. The Exorcist. Uh, Seems the power like a good idea. It didn't really do anything. Him. holy water it's not a good weapon it compelled uh, Pazuzu from Regan's body it worked Uh, exorcist law (laughs) oh no no, we're not getting on exorcist law we don't have time Uh, Adam Galitely says good evening you lovable lot I think he's writing to somebody else Uh, my least favourite weapon that's if you can class this as a weapon is Magikarp (laughs) jump back to Pokemon Red on Game Boy not very effective Jump back onto Pokemon Red on Game Boy, desperately wanting a Gyarados. Gyarados? Gyarados? Gyarados. Gyarados. Have you never played Pokemon? I've played it. I've never spoke it. I've never played it. Uh, But having having to level the absolute shit fish to level 20 to evolve it. Now my (laughs) favourite. I can't pick between two, so I'm throwing both in. Stig, sorry. So, Blue Shell, Mario Kart. I know this because he sent this to me and I was just like, what the fuck? 
<laughs> Fond memories of playing with my old man on the SNES, then N64 with him in the lead, only for me to get a hold of a blue shell. Insert yeah. very smug Adam. Mm-mm. So you would just You're shit the problem. Adam. <laughs> yeah, also, it's, good. it's good for people that aren't good at the games. Clearly. That's what that means, Adam. No, it's good, good for people who aren't, it's good for people who aren't good people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then also the chain gun in Wolfenstein 3D. I remember the feeling oh, of fuck yes. yeah when I first picked up picked it and buzzing my tits off when kicking Hitler's ass with it. Now yeah, Grandstack could probably pick up some better or worse weapons from more recent times, but nostalgia always wins it for me. Yeah, he doesn't have a long uh, wind up like a lot of Gatling guns, does it? Yeah. Chain guns. Uh, so good. John Cheatham has said, easy one for me, the saw cleaver in Bloodborne. To begin with, it looks like some repurposed medical implement, surgical but murderous. Also, the experience of using it in-game, the impact of tearing into Yarnum's snarling beast, the scraping and grinding as it transforms into a longer-reaching form to keep the nightmares at bay for a while. This weapon is Bloodborne. No wonder they put it on the cover. Mm-hmm. You two really like that weapon, don't you? I think I me just... and John might be the same person. Because <laughs> you do get that, that, that one that's very similar quite a bit into it, doesn't you? That's bit you get the source spear. Yeah, I always like that more. I, I just prefer the moveset. It's fast, isn't it? It's fast. Yeah. So uh, Debbie Punk has written back in after a little while, and uh, he's sent us another essay. So we're going to work through this one. Mm. Um, I have no idea how to how to pronounce the opening, so let's just go with whatever comes out of me gob. <laughs> okay. Dearest monosaccharide estoppage. I like That's it. Right. Nailed it. Yeah. I have enjoyed many a weapon in, in my time, some of them in game. The first to pop into <laughs> my head was Doom Shotgun. Why is a shotgun yes. so special? Only an arsehole that hasn't run point-blank range into a demon, eliminating the need to even aim and eviscerating them into a cloud of pink defeat would ask such a question. Mm. Add a bonus of Doom's OST starting to play every time you pick it up and start running down the street. Next is Vice's Cutlass in Skies of Arcadian, which seems like a hybrid blend of Sword, Tonfa, Truncheon and Moonstone. It looks the business, you can change the elemental damage, uh, so it would be really handy if you get attacked by Pokemon and need... Hang on. So it would be really handy if you get attacked by Pokemon and need to change your attack type to slaughter the little fuckwits. These are the stylish choice for your discerning steampunk enthusiasts. <laughs> I just want that Switch port. I've never played it still. Now I know lightsabers will be mentioned a lot for this topic. I must make it very, 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 very clear that I think lightsabers are awesome. The sight, the sounds, the inconsistent ability they seem to have depending on what the story requires. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's the issue I have with Calcestis' lightsaber. Uh, but devoting your life to being a hermit space virgin in a brown dressing gown is far too much of an ass to be able to get one. Only Jedi and Sith can wield them, and if you think, I'll go and become a Sith, because surely they must be drowning in the genital fluids of their choice, think again. Once you become a Sith, something has to happen to your face. You might get lucky and end up being a Darth Maul paint by the numbers theme. However, the far, far more likely option is you end up like looking like Gary Busey's unmoisturised <laughs> not wrong now there is another option you can just buy a beam katana from ebay and skip nearly 20 years of jedi trading exactly like our boy travis touchdown does in no more heroes your cheapest option is the bloodberry model and don't worry these can be upgraded or you can kill people and take their money to purchase even better beam katanas it does have the slight downside of running out of battery and requiring a recharge during fights how do you Uh recharge your beam katana you ask you violently masturbate until it lets out a happy beep like biggie (laughs) <laughs> beam katanas are fast violent and don't come attached with any confusing retconned law which depends on what Disney dictates <laughs> I should wrap this up but as we're on another Suda 51 game he had one called Shadows of the Damned which you wielded boner 
which was a talking skull revolver which could be upgraded to hot boner and big boner (laughs) great game I'm also fond of using a big stick as a weapon so and then he he finishes off with no more heroes one and three on switch get it fucking played (laughs) Debbie Punk 12th most popular podcaster on good pods (laughs) officially so um, me and Punk recorded a podcast together with on Fuck My Work Life last night. I don't know when that's coming out, but there is a story about him and a weapon. That's all I'm going to say. Is it? I need, I need to oh. hear this. Yep. And it's okay. fucking great. <laughs> the, the, the other half of our Irish audience has appeared, DJ Walsh. Ah. Uh, Dear Escape Convicts of Modern Society. I finally something to contribute that I feel might make me worthy of becoming a trickle of seminal fluid in your bulging sack. Fuck's oh sake. my god! <laughs> How do they make me read these things? You, you are the keeper of the sack. Oh. You need to massage the sack. He says I revisited Battlestar Galactica this week, the 2003 and 2007 version. I was late to it, only watching it thanks to an ex-girlfriend, circa 2013, and I've meant to revisit it. I found some time this week after feeding my farm animals, the likes of which would give oodles nightmares. Lovely, affectionate cows. I got home late and my wife had already gone to bed, so I decided, having finished Succession earlier this week, to find something new. I was trolling through various streaming services for something decent to watch to no avail, until Battlestar Galactica showed up on Peacock. After watching part one of the 2003 two-part pre-series release, it dawned on me how underrated not only the Galactica is, but more specifically the ingenuity of the old Viper fighter jets as weapons against a formidable enemy especially the Mark II iteration of the Viper. Mm. What better weapon against a network infiltrating shower of Cylon bastards than an old-school thunder bastard fighter jet that's intentionally <laughs> low-tech? Want to spam my fighter jet with dodgy pawn and pyramid schemes trying to distract me from the battle? Try again, you roaming red-eyed cunts. <laughs> <laughs> Are DJ and Punk the same people? They're from the same ilk, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, Battlestar Galactica is a great show, even if the acting, plot, and cinematography dated quite quickly. I've only watched part one and I can't wait to get stuck back into the four series of, uh, and the nail-biting wonder of who the fuck are the final four. And can I give so an honourable mention to the Blade and Fruit Ninja? Which is your finger. <laughs> he says, love the show, finger, folks. Not, ba- not a bad listen for a bunch of toasters. Is he insulting us, though? Toasters? Yeah, I think called worse. Yeah, I asked. Does he mean yeah, toss- Fruit Ninja? Do you think Fruit he meant, Ninja, the he blade meant finger, 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 it? Oh, corrected. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably could probably autocorrect it from tossers. I prefer toasters. Um, Maybe I like toasters. I like toasters. Uh, Sergeant Story said my least favorite weapon is the gold cross gun from Constantine. The weapon itself is fine, <laughs> but it's my least favorite because of the effect on the viewer. When I watched Constantine assembling it, it totally took me out of the movie and ruined my sense of disbelief. Pretty much wrecked the rest of that film for me. <laughs> I like, I like your pronunciation of Constantine as well. I like that. Constantine. Is that, is that the Newcastle version? Constantine, Constantine. I don't know. I don't know the difference. Which one is the it river. supposed to be? Constantine. Constantine. Oh, mine. Oh, mine. That's what, that's what the joke was getting at. John Constantine. Fucking hell. Uh, the abuse I put up with on this for the amount of work I put in. He's Jesus very picky Christ. tonight, his Oriolos. He's very factually I checking. Know. Yeah. Ray said, um, my favourite weapon is a steel crowbar. He gets out of every now and again, doesn't he? <laughs> it's a good weapon. <laughs> However, it's not the one wielded by that unlucky physicist on his disastrous first day at work, but the others, <laughs> but the others in the hand of a bald assassin. Hello, Despite Garden. Looking, 
Despite looking incredibly suspicious in the hand of a man in a black suit with a barcode on his skull, no one will pay attention to Agent 47 holding a crowbar in an extravagant fashion show. <laughs> Thanks to crowbars being considered a tool, not a weapon by the game's program, it doesn't trigger alarms like firearms or blades, no matter True. how out of place they look. <laughs> on the other hand, these metal bars can be used for melee combat, throwing with laser accuracy to knock out or distract guards, force open <laughs> locked doors, and to save the trouble of searching for keys or lockpicks, a feature not shared by other tools like the hammer and wrenches. <laughs> to top everything off, crowbars are environmentally friendly and stylish, meaning they can be retrieved and reused unlike throwables such as bricks and a, and a soda can and can be hidden under 47's tailored suit without ruining the outline. <laughs> crowbars were such a hit that Hitman even added an unlockable titanium version with DLC, a yes, treatment well-deserved for these humble-looking metal pieces. As for my least favourite video game weapon, I pick the AWP from Counter-Strike. I got bullied by it since I was a child. Still hold grudges. Not out of ten. Oh, bless you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I never pro- I've always just pronounced it AWP. That's the AWP. Anyway, I yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a fucking bastard of a gun. But I, I've used it before. Just because sometimes you just think, fuck it. I'm going to snipe. <laughs> I'm going to kill some people with one shot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and last up, Angry Kurt, best boy, says, Hi, Emmy crew. Uh, for the most important factor, for me, the most important factor in any weapon is how good it feels to use, and f- and for me, the best in that regard is the shotgun from Doom 2016 and Eternal. I was about Even- I thought you used a shotgun in real life. <laughs> <laughs> Even the standard version of it feels great to kill demons with as they burst into a thousand bloody pieces. But then when you add mods to it, which basically make it feel almost like a Gatling gun, it becomes yeah. incredible. Eternal even gives a hook shock for goodness sakes. Worst weapon for me is the Covenant weapon from Halo called the Type 25 Directed Energy Pistol. It just feels oh. so weak with enemies requiring loads of rounds to kill, and it sounds weak too. Mm. Is, is that the one you actually just charge up and then you can like one-shot elites with it? Hang on. Type. Type what? I thought it was like a little Type 25 type Directed thing. Energy Pistol. Yeah, I don't recognise that one. I'm pretty probably... sure it's the, the little, little green bastard. <laughs> the little green yeah, bastard. Yeah, it's the... Um, yeah. It's the one the grunts carry. Uh, yeah, it's just a little. It's just a pistol, the the grunts pistol. It's shit. I don't like it. Yeah. There's been a lot of mention in the uh, mailbag of the shotgun from Doom, but not many mentions of the super shotgun. The super shotgun is 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 the preferred shotgun. Yeah, it's way better. Doom Two super shotgun. Yeah. Oh, when yeah, I first picked shotgun. up that super shotgun and the little little Doom guy had a little grin. <laughs> <laughs> Even he knows when he picks it up. He knows. <laughs> I, just want to, I think that's one of my all-time favorite weapons. Is a super shotgun. Oh, the all-time great. Mm. Yeah. Excellent. Is that the mailbag then? Are we that's all the mailbag done? Spent. Excellent. So we've got some socials and find out what's going to be happening next week. Oh, exciting. You can visit our website, modernescapism.co.uk. On there, you can find a link to all of our socials, contact details, and our merch store. If you have any comments or feedback, you can fill out a form on our website, tweet us, or email us on modernescapismpod at gmail.com. We've also got a Discord server that you can come and hang out with us and argue oh. further, if you'd like. <laughs> We've got Twitch. Um, best place to find out about our schedule is uh, probably Twitter, and you can find us on twitch.tv slash modern escapism or just give us a follow and subscribe and then you'll see when we're going online um we've spoken about our patreon so if you're feeling generous and want to give us a bit of extra support uh please consider subscribing on patreon.com slash modern escapism we really do appreciate all your contributions and if you want to support us in a non-financial way please leave us a five-star review wherever you can next week i'm going to be doing a topic next week 
I've been looking forward Ooh. to this one for ages. It's a candy episode. It's a candy episode. <laughs> so we're going to do favourite vehicles, and it's going to be a bit of a fun one. And I need to explain to you all how we're going to do it. You've but got caveats, that. haven't you? Yeah. Yep. Wow. We're going to do it off air. I'll explain later. But it's going to be fun. That's- I promise. It's the best rules, the, the the best fun is fun with rules, isn't it? Isn't it? That well, I waited until everyone chose fun. a vehicle, and then I made sure to like completely fuck over everyone's ideas. Yeah, thanks for that. I was going to come out with Metal Gear Rex. I was going to go with the Ornithopters in Dune. <laughs> I'm now coming in with the Fiat 500. Yeah, <laughs> Nissan Sunny. <laughs> Yeah, excellent. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a great time. It always is a great time here. And yeah, for everyone that's not a patron, this is the end for you, but for the patrons we'll meet you around the back. So all I can say is good night. I couldn't find my hands. There is. Now they can see us. We can wave. <laughs> Here we That's why I'm waving. Bye. He's waving. I've been waving every pod, but now I can actually do it for a reason. <laughs>